taken off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's a motherfucking fade podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and form related, along with any of the goddamn thing we're going to talk about coming to you live, direct, proof of concept, studios, what the fuck is up? I really do have to change that post-intro graphic. It it goes to a different shot than I wanted to. Happened Mm. last week, didn't change it. What was it? I didn't know. Uh, it's basically it goes to like a three shot of us, uh, both of us, as well as like whatever the media is that we were. So for like, uh, like a trailer or something like that. So I got to change it to not do that. And I promise that did happen last would, week. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. I'm a disappointment to myself and my family. Uh, my <laughs> apologies uh, to them. Uh, yeah. Don't you wonder, though, like in your life, who is has there ever been anyone that you've actually like just truly deeply disappointed? Yeah. And are they still Maybe, I don't like, know, is there somebody right now who's like, I can't believe Lorraine disappointed me like that <laughs> all those years ago, and they still feel that burn? For sure. You think so? For sure. 100%. You think that isn't the case? Well, for me, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is there... like? Well, never mind. I'm not going to ask you to say what would your one be. It's probably deeply personal. <laughs> Okay, so so here's the like the group of people I probably would name would probably tell you no I you know what, what are you talking about you're crazy yada, yeah yada. but it's just my perception of how I feel about their mm. relation to me that makes me that would make me say that um, but are there people who I've come across who I know think I'm a piece of shit and have gone <laughs> on thinking that I'm a piece yeah. of shit, even to this like even the, to this absolutely. day absolutely yeah I'm, I'm I'm positive uh uh that's been the case now ho- hopefully I've lived my life such as that number is very relatively small. low but what if it's like yeah. way higher than you thought it would be like damn when, isn't it kind of always that way that we think mm. no come on everybody likes me and then you're like nah bro. 12 like, people yeah. hate me <laughs> <laughs> I hate my guts <laughs> well, yo wouldn't it be crazy to find out that someone tried to kill you one day jesus like, uh yeah that would be that would be a little wild I, I, yo, I, I really if like, there's ever been a moment to all of our listeners in your life where anyone has tried to kill you? <laughs> have you lived? <laughs> you lived through have it. You I really would love lived? to like, you know, uh, comment, yeah. DM us, tell us that story, but also reflect on, was it your fault or theirs? Cause I feel like every time someone tries to kill someone, it's not always the attempty, the, uh, the killer attemptees fault. I mean, it, it is since they're trying legally, to kill you. Yeah. legally. <laughs> no, just literally, it would be their fault for trying. Like somebody can't do something to you. And you're like I killed him, and then it's like, oh well, you didn't do that. They forced you. No, they didn't force you. you I don't know. Sometimes pe- you've never had someone and like yo, like if I killed you, it would one hundred percent have been your fault. I've never had anything like that in my life. No. Never. I mean, one thing, one person I could I could maybe make the case for, but even that would be... Like someone cut you off in traffic and you're like, yo, I would... You know, if, if running someone off the road wasn't like a class one felony, <laughs> then I would have done it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I, I would want to murder somebody for simply cutting me off on the road. That that would be highly unreasonable, I feel like, on my part. Yeah, I wonder if car insurance would be like cheaper or more expensive. Anyway, we got a yeah, show to get well, to. Let's, let's get to the show, dude. Uh, <laughs> 
Yo, uh, how was your week, man? I mean, we always start off with uh, how the week was. Um, was. A most interesting week. Mm. Title of a movie. <laughs> a most interesting Um, week. Twice this week, I've tried to rewatch Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Why? Why? Yeah. Who, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Why would anyone ever want to watch that twice? I don't know. Yo, no. so this, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it more than twice. But anyway, so I tried it on, I think it was like Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday night or Monday night. And I fell asleep halfway through. Um, the plot holes are insane in yeah. that movie. Like none of it makes sense. No. The second it's a, time. It's a, first of all, Michael Bay movie. Second of all, it's the second of the Transformer movies. Um, third, I think it's like the third. Like the third? Yeah. Okay, at that point, it, what the what plot? Like, what yes. you, <laughs> um, are you still coming here for a plot? Uh, I think the plot of this on one you. was like Sentinel Prime was trying to get Cybertron <laughs> and teleport it to Earth. <laughs> Great name, though. Sentinel Prime. That just means he's the eldest. Yeah. Um, so I tried it. I think it was Sunday night. I think I, I tried it again. Didn't quite uh, make it all the way through. Last night, neither time yeah. did I finish. And like, Last night I went, <laughs> yeah. Last night I went back to where I was Sunday night, halfway through. Still didn't finish it last night. Yeah. Um. And the third time was almost unbearable. Like the plot holes, it was fucking insane. This movie. Yeah. To be honest, I think I do need like to what, rewatch. What, what, yeah. What? Because I forget what the uh, the plot is or the plot's supposed to be. I guess of the movie. What, yeah. Um. Take me through what said plot holes you might. Um, Optimus and the gang discover that the humans on Earth have been holding uh, or secretly hiding like from them artifact or some, shit. some ancient artifact. Yeah, it's that, always some dumbass yeah, artifact. It's always an artifact. Always it's never anything thing. new. No, it's never it's like, like somebody <laughs> came up with a new joint. Yeah, it's never like yo. There was a thing invented last week that we need to like re- revitalize our civilization. It's, like it's this always thing like, has been around since the nineteen. 19- Tens, <laughs> yeah, before that, the first nineteen tens, not the not the current one, the first one. That's how old it is. BC. I yeah, don't know right but now. like, so um, humans have been hiding this secret artifact, and then you know, Optimus refines Sentinel Prime and brings him back to life because it yeah. all it takes is the all spark, and then Sentinel Prime unfortunately betrays Optimus and sides with Megatron because he wants to take over Earth, and the humans should be his like, you know, the humans should serve the Autobots, right? Um, and then auto, then Optimus and gang fuck everybody up, destroy all of Chicago in the process. I mean, yo, like if you are a business homeowner, if, if even if you just own a car and it was in Chicago during this invasion, you are fucked. Um, and like, and that's it. But like the whole time there's humans involved, right? And they're running around doing dumb shit that doesn't matter. That's not going to save Chicago. Like in this movie, remember they replaced Megan good with that, like other supermodel. In, uh, or you mean Megan Fox? Megan Fox. Yeah. So I think this was like Michael Bay's like jab at her. Like, yeah, we don't need you to make these movies. Like, cause I think she demanded more money at the time. They're like, we can literally get any supermodel who's just like beautiful and dumb in this movie and it'll work. And it did. Um, did it work? Yo, you, I, it worked in terms of replacing her. But when you saw work. the new girl, you were like, "I don't really care about Megan Fox because her character <laughs> really? was so useless." Was it, was anyway. it, was or, it the blonde joint? Uh, the, yeah, the blonde. Thing. But like, both of their characters are just useless and like out of place. Like in this movie, Shia LaBeouf's whole journey is to like save her. Yeah. Okay. So this is the one where uh, 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 who's uh, Doctor Dreamy? Who he was in it? No, that's not. You're 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 talking not about Rob Lowe. Um, 
No, no, no. Patrick you, Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey wasn't in it. He was in this one. No, no, no. It, that wasn't Patrick Dempsey. I don't know who you're talking about. It was, it was, uh, fuck, what's his name? Jake something? Deep Wang. He's in it. The comedian. Um, Tyrese. Is Tyrese in this one? Tyrese is in it. Yeah. Uh, but I, anyways, I know, I know what you're talking about because I remember I constantly like watch the beginning of the movie, but I never, I, I too never make yeah, through, the, it's hard. through the end. Um, I, I get through the parts where Shia LaBeouf's trying to find a job and then he finds a job. And his his uh, his girlfriend his, works for the guy who yeah, like the rich and guy. The, and the guy who I guess has the job is um or who gave Shia LaBeouf the job is um John Malkovich. Yeah, I think he was great in this movie. Yeah, um, which I thought was pretty dope. I was like, yo, how did they get you to do this movie? And he like, plays what, this like really they quirky eccentric character. Yeah. yeah, like they could have. Well, I mean, he always plays quirky eccentric characters overall. But like, what the fuck did they promise you? That you were like, yeah, I'll I'll do your third transform. I didn't even get in on the basement floor. I got in. <laughs> yeah, I got in when I know you're in the writers' room taking sh- shit breaks every fifteen minutes <laughs> because you're nursing a fucking hangover or some shit. They must have gave him like fifteen million to do all of his takes in one day. Yeah, that that might not have been sweet enough. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it might not to be in the third Transformers. Um, but uh, but yeah, con- continue with this. Uh, this stupid. I mean, story. that's really it. Yeah, Optimus is trying to save Earth, and Shia LaBeouf is trying to save his girlfriend, and they're both equal missions to them. Right? Optimus is like, we need to save Earth and Earth's humans. Autobots assemble, and then Shia is like, yo, I got to save my girlfriend because her boss is trying to fuck her. And like they're equal, but both of these things are so meaningful to them. Very, very different impact globally. But Shy is like, yo, this is the most important thing in the world right now. And like that's literally the plot of the movie. And then the mission fails, Earth is saved, and you know, we are the Autobots here to protect (laughs) Earth. You notice how they're always like fucking like protecting Earth. Aliens are either destroying Earth or protecting it right? yeah when really it's kind of just like why do we assume that they give a fuck about it? like why we're so self-centered that we're like we're oh they're coming here to do something oh you know uh they're coming here to protect us from something yeah. it's like no what if they're just chilling like what yo, if they're on vacation and they're just like yo i just want to see what's up with our floor other planets must watch must watch all these earth movies and be like yo what the yo, fuck is going on wild, dude. <laughs> like, why? Earth? Yeah. why are they always destroying their own planet so obsessed with us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what i've been doing this week um, yeah, this week has been pretty fucking chill. Um, not, not too much, uh, to report on. Um, I, I will say though, this is uh what warm weather has mm. been back at least in some, some capacity over yeah. the past few days. Uh, yeah. People kind of just lose their mind when you, like, our, our, our winters aren't even like bad anymore. They're just, they're super mild. Like we had like what, three, four big snowfalls and they weren't even big compared to like when we were kids and shit. Um, and so, uh, as soon as, uh, and Caroline said this, uh, and I thought it was like the truest fucking thing. Um, as soon as it hits like 50, 55, people are like already switched to like springtime. And this mm-hmm. is like, I don't think that's, we're not done yet. Like we can still have 20, 30 degree days coming, you know, coming soon. But people immediately like, I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it's about to snow next week. I'm, I'm in flip flop season. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you guys are doing. Yo, warm weather, like when you're in the early part of the year, like if you get some warm weather in like weather in like late February, March, yeah. April, that's like the first time you see like a nice ass in a summer dress. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
it's just like, oh shit, like we're right around the corner, like, and you start acting different. You're like, mm, mm, mm. and like the winner's like, you, you go, mm, mm, <laughs> yes, you yeah. rub your hands too. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty. You sound like the uh, okay. What was the D's name? Um, what is the? I know the which guy yo. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know which guy you're talking about. I just uh, forget his fucking name. Fucking god damn it. Mr. No, it wasn't Mr. Meeseeks. That's clearly not. No, 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 no. Fuck. What was it? Um, it's gonna Mr. Come Poopy to... Butt or something like that? Was that it? Yeah, it was something like that. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you. You'll have to look you, it you up. Go ahead. But anyway, like that that first little bit of nice weather. Y'all saw somebody wearing shorts and a short sleeve t-shirt today. They're completely acting out. Like they don't, they're like significant others. Like, all right, I, I see what you're doing. Like you're showing off right now. Yeah. You're just trying to get a little bit of attention for this one day for the week. Like, yeah. bring your ass back home. That's what that's what the warm weather is like. That. Mm, damn, shorty looking right over there. You forgot it's still winter, and tomorrow you're going to need that winter coat. Yeah. So, so what we're basically saying is, this is around the time where Rain, a.k.a. Mr. Poopy Butthole, uh, turns reverts back to being a 14-year-old. Is that, <laughs> People start going, you know, <laughs> streets is calling. <laughs> All right, dude, let's just jump into some fucking uh, this week, uh, next week. Um, so first we got uh, Tyler Perry is somehow back with another Medea. I thought we retired Medea. I thought, mm. thought Medea was dead and gone. I, I, I didn't think that we were still... Yeah, we're still doing this. I, I thought so. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought like there was like a huge controversy with Tyler Perry and like that character, and it's like perpetuating black stereotypes and blah blah. I, blah. I don't think he ever cared. I think he's just like whatever. Well, right yeah, here, come on. Hey, they're still gonna cut me a check, right? Listen, I love to see a black man get paid. So, uh, and then this is putting a lot of people to work. So, uh, you know, more power to him, I guess. Whenever, you, whenever you, anyone says that, they don't really mean it, but you know, <laughs> more power. It's like when somebody says like. Um, what is that? This is one. It's not. It's not like good luck, but it's like, oh, whenever someone says like, yeah, more power to you. You know, break a leg, wish you the best. Yeah. If anyone says those three things to you, they do not mean it. Uh, yeah. yeah wish you. Uh, wish you the best. <laughs> They're like, yo, you're fucked. Sometimes you mean it though. Not really. Mean you it. usually say wish you the best to like a, someone you're breaking up with, or like someone you, you honestly do not want to succeed. Um, look, let, let's, uh, so Tyler Perry, uh, is coming out with, uh, uh Tyler Perry's Medea's home, uh, homecoming. Um, let me make sure our audio levels are homecoming. Our audio, our audio levels are all What the fuck could week. this one be about? I, I hope it's not actually about like homecoming. I hope like Medea isn't like graduating from like Howard university. And it's like Howard homecoming. Like yeah. Something stupid like that. I feel like someone's coming home. You know what I mean? In this I don't care. Was she in jail? Medea's is this because she went to prison, right? No idea, dude. So maybe this is nor do I invest that much time. I've, I don't think I've ever literally watched a Medea movie, and honestly, it isn't because I'm like super offended by it. It's because I just don't find it funny. Like, I yeah, I just don't. I've never I watched one either, but I think the last one was like Medea goes to jail. So I guess Homecoming makes sense. There you go. Uh, and then next week, of course, Bruce Wayne is coming to town. The Batman. Matt Reeves, the the fucking we've been talking about it for like the last like four years. The Batman is dropping in theaters, and honestly, at this point, it's a must watch. You must watch it. Is that because there's not much else in theaters? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, that and we've been waiting literally forever for it, mm-hmm. and I'm interested. I'm infinitely. It'd be, it'd be different if this was like the second or third movie, and the, and the and I'd probably still go see it anyways, but. 
with this being, we don't know what the fuck we're going to get. We don't know what kind of Batman we're going to get. We don't, we don't know what the villains are exactly like. Yeah. We don't know anything about this movie. This right? was announced a long time ago, wasn't it? Yo, dude, they, they started filming this. or they, they Tom Brady was a New England Patriot. <laughs> I mean, t- that's fair. That was like two years this. ago. No, he, he was... But that wasn't that long ago. Is that, I guess the point it's to that. Two football seasons. That's how I measure time. <laughs> Is it football seasons? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> 23 football seasons. <laughs> mm. I remember when Brett yeah. Favre was, he was like, oh, okay, that's all. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, so so we are preparing for The Batman, um, which I hear uh, there's mixed uh, there's mixed feelings about it, I, I hear. Um, PG-13 rating. Like, PG-13, but at the edge of PG-13, yeah. I think it's still get away with some crazy PG shit in PG-13. You, just don't have, you know, you just don't show that much blood, I guess, uh, yeah. with a PG-14, or 13, rather, movie. Um, but uh, Sounds like such a pedophile rating, though, at the edge PG-13. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what a, pedo- a question a pedophile would ask. Are you 13 or you're at the edge of 13? <laughs> I don't concern myself with what pedophiles <laughs> think, so I have no idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's coming out next week. Uh, obviously, much looking forward to that. Let's talk about some headlines here. Um, so uh, the first thing I wanted to kind of get into here uh, is oh, so we we you know talked about the star our Star Trek announcement last week, um, and uh, yeah, that that's I suppose still happening, um, but. Uh, there seems to be some. Uh, is there like some, some issues. trouble? Troubled some waters? issues. So here's the thing. Um, Someone's not returning. Uh, no. Uh, I, well, here's 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 the issue, is that they uh, they made the announcement that hey, we're gonna get a Star Trek four. It's gonna be out. Everybody's returning basically, and then the cast was like, oh, are we? Yeah. Is that? Mm. You know, it's like when you find out you've been traded to another team, yeah, and you're finding out as everybody else is finding. I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, so I'm traded. like when D Rose <laughs> found out he was going to the Knicks. Yeah, oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it, it's. I don't. I still don't understand how you can have something this high profile and then not make sure everybody f- is fully aware of what the scenario is. Obviously, that happens for a, a majority of movies. Every now and then you'll have a movie or a show or something like that, that it's like something's announced for it. And the person who's involved is like, say word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that happened with uh, Anthony Mackie with um, uh, the uh, Captain America movie when it was, I guess, tentatively announced by Marvel that we're going to do a Captain America movie with, you know, Anthony Mackie uh, starring in it. He's just like, oh, are we? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it happened to Brian Flores recently. Remember the Miami Dolphins ex coach yeah. when Bill Belichick texted him like, "Hey, congratulations." He's like, "Word." He was like, "Word." <laughs> I got the job. I didn't even get the interview yet. <laughs> and then he realized he was texting the, the wrong, wrong Brian. Brian. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And you know, Bill Belichick didn't give a fuck out. Yo, he, he was, was just like. like Oh, oops! Man, my bad. He was like, "Oops, well, someone else's problem." Good luck with everything else we yeah. got going on. Um, so, uh, so like, yeah. we got the Bengals next week. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I'll, I'll read a little excerpt from um, uh, Collider here, uh, and I hate reading articles that are based on other articles. So I, I got to start doing a better job with Cheap finding the original article. Uh, but the Hollywood Reporter has revealed, according to their sources, uh, said stars. Um, including the likes of Zachary Quinto, Chris Pine, Simon Pegg, Zoe uh, Zodana, uh, and John Cho were none the wiser about the new installment. According to THR, most, if not all, uh, teams for the franchise's primary players were not aware 
that an announcement for another film uh, was coming, much less that their client uh, would be touted as part of the deal and certainly not that their client would be shooting a movie by year's end. Uh, so By uh, year's end. You only say that if you mean it. Yo, for real, bro. <laughs> By year's yeah, you, end. Because you're like, you're like, I'd like to fit you on the schedule. Yeah. But I fucking can't. You're yeah. not. You're not on. We got. It's a tight schedule. You know. You know. We got to figure this shit out. So what this article is saying is that none of them, nobody. Well, apparently, uh, so Chris Pine, who plays Captain Kirk, is the first uh, to enter into early negotiations, uh, as he is obviously the linchpin for the project. So yeah. Chris Pine apparently is well aware, I guess, um, but uh, essentially everybody else. Uh, although, and I, I, I suppose there probably was a time too when he was just like, wait, what? Um, so maybe they just started negotiating with him. Yeah. But you know what? More power to them because they just got a whole lot of like there's nothing worse than when you announce a movie or project or whatever the case is. The person's like, oh, am I? Am I going to be in your thing? That's interesting. It seems that the price just went up. Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. That the price just went up because you already announced like an idiot. So. Yeah. And, but there is also pressure. I would imagine there's pressure upon like the act- actors and actresses in this film now that like there's already like some fan buzz circulating around there, right? And people are maybe like saying, "Oh, yeah, no. we we'd love to see this." Is there no. pressure to like to? Is there pressure to I make? I can turn the off deal? Twitter. I can turn off Twitter. Yeah, but what if like Zoe Saldana just says like, "No, I'm not gonna do it," and then na- now that's fans, on them. That's now, on Paramount. But now fans are gonna be like, "Oh, f- like." Oh, like you, all you care about is the money. Yeah, Fuck she'll, you. So wipe her tears away with that said money that you just <laughs> mentioned. Sure, yeah. but like there will be like some of the fans are going to turn on you, though, right? Some of the fans turn on you, period, right? So there's some people who fucking hated the fact that they did this reboot and hate everything about it and wish that it would just True. go be dead and gone, right? Um, so it's I I feel like at some point as an artist you have to stop giving a fuck what everybody else thinks. You just have to do. That's, I feel like that's why you see so many movies that you see people starring and you're just like. Well, Right. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne Johnson, I think it was earlier or mid to late 2021, it was announced that he had declined Vin Diesel's offer to return to like Fast 10. Yeah, he, he's just like, I don't care. I, I don't, I'm not returning to yeah. your franchise. I'm sorry. Dude. And I think in that same situation, Vin announced, like, I think he like said nah, it was going to happen. No, I, I think he, he uh, announced Fast 10 or Fast and Furious 10, but he didn't, um, but he was asking The Rock, hey, you know, and he's trying to use his kid, I guess, as a like a fucking bargaining chip. Like, mm. you need their uncle back. And Rock was like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know how much you have to hate to. But I do think this might be a work. This might be a because f- imagine how fucking crazy that would be. Right. This entire time. The Rock's like, man, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then, you know, we, we you know, we go four weeks after it's been out because I'm not seeing that on fucking opening night. Because that would. Why would I? And then they announce it, yeah. Um, not even, not even that they announce it. You you go into the theater, you sit down, you know, you're eating your fucking candy and shit, and about four hours into Vin Diesel talking about family, you can see the rock <laughs> just come out of four nowhere. Hours, yeah, you know what I mean. So as much as that would be so cool to see, yeah. the rock is too. Um, mm, I, mean, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't wouldn't. Know. Say I think it. he is a little bit too like cocky, a little bit too arrogant. To not want to have been included in all of the marketing and all of the press and PR, no, but but you around see, this film, but you see, it's it's like um, but the Rock is familiar with this because of wrestling, right? That's what they would always do with wrestling. I remember it was sometime in the in like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, or I'm sorry, not twenty twenty one, two thousand and one or two thousand and two that the Rock, uh, and I think this was sometime around nine eleven because I remember the Rock was around for that. 
Um, but uh, he'd been gone for a while, right? And he was actually just starting just when he was starting with Hollywood and shit. Uh, and then Stone Cold just up and just was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And he just dipped out of the company and they were looking, scrambling, well, who else is, you know, are we going to have to come back? And then without any warning, all you hear is, if you smell, and then The Rock comes down to the ring and everybody's losing their fucking mind. And like, nobody knew that that was going to happen. Right. So yeah. I feel like he's, he's good with it and he knows it's well worth the pop, you know, as they call it when the crowd goes crazy. Uh, you know, that was a different rock though. That was a very, was it, that was a It was stone. the beginnings of Hollywood. That's when rock. he was a stone or a pebble. This, now he's a rock. He's larger than life. He's going to want the publicity. He's going to want the PR, yeah. the interviews, the magazine covers. This is not like some, I know he pretends to be like a super, super humble guy. He's not. But he's not a fucking humble guy yeah. at all. <laughs> and he's going to want to be like, oh, the rock and fast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when he announced, or when he introed the Super Bowl, I was like, yo, this is fucking dramatic. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Finally, and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna lie. That shit was kind of pretty cool, but it was dramatic yeah, was as dope. fuck. <laughs> it was like when they had Michael Buffer there. Like, I was yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, Yo, Michael but Buffer. But they should low, they, low key. They need to do that every single fucking time. That shit was alive. That shit I was, was into it. Yeah, that shit was pretty dope. And like, who? Could, he's a fucking great announcer. He's a great yeah. showman, and I, and I give him that. I don't know how they top that. Not next year. They're gonna have to have like Bruce Buffer and Michael Buffer, and they yeah. have to like. Fuse, <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe that'll top it. Bike, or I'm trying to think of what the uh, combined name for Michael and Bruce, their dad's name, because <laughs> you know they're brothers, right? <laughs> so like they just become their father. <laughs> Start drinking too much, yeah. <laughs> grabbing the switch from the back, yeah. like, <laughs> just like your mother. Yeah. Jesus. Like, wait, that's me. <laughs> it to death. <laughs> uh, we're getting tremendously off track. Okay, anyways, so Star Trek 4. So basically, nobody knew what the fuck was happening, uh, and then they announced it. Whoops. Um, so that, that'll that be interesting to see how, how that all sort of plays out, um, because I assume that now they're going to have to pay a little bit more because people are like, oh, okay, that's interesting. We already announced this. Okay, that's interesting. Well, you know, this is what I want, and if you don't give it to me, then I'm not even moving. What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, but uh, in other news of, of people uh, sort of getting the, the band back together, so to speak, uh, it's going to be uh, the 30th anniversary of one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, it's 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 not just some of these shows that we still talk about for years past or for decades past. Uh, you have to be ingrained in the culture, but not just ingrained in the culture, ingrained in the culture so much that after 20, 30 years, people are still referencing you. Yeah. People are still talking about you. You're still making headlines after like a few seasons of one show. You know how rare that is? One of the shows that might be one of the greatest examples of this, uh, none other than Martin. Mm. Uh, it, We're coming up here on the 30th anniversary, which is, Like Martin, I don't even know how to even put that into words. Like, like people who were born at the time that Martin came on the air are full. You're you're fairly close to that that um, that age level where, yeah. uh, and like I don't know why that blows my mind so much. It's like there were people who were born way after the fact that still know what the fuck Martin is, and that was like decades before that they were born. That's, yeah crazy to me man like the show came out like 
12, 15 years before they were born and it's yeah. still like relevant to them. Yeah. I mean, this show's ingrained in like not just the DNA of like, you know, the black community, but like it's ingrained in like a lot of the different like areas of our lives that we enjoy, right? You see Martin reference all the time in music, hip hop. You see it referenced in like other shows and movies that you may watch and they may use like, you know, a, a line or, or, reenact like a moment from an interaction between like Tom or, or uh, Martin and Gina, yeah. Martin and Cole, bruh, man, like whoever it was. Right. Um, but I think interestingly enough, like uh, you may not know, I'm a huge sneakerhead, so you may not know this, but Martin was one of those shows just like Fresh Prince that like impacted sneaker culture. Sure, yeah. Like tenfold. Like they're yeah. still releasing like, that's yo, why Jordan's that's part of the reason why Jordan's are because they had shows like Martin yeah. out there that would just like was like, yo, this is a no brainer right here. This is the thing that you want. I remember, I still remember the episodes that they would talk about like how Martin wanted the sneakers, but Gina limited the amount that they could yeah. spend in the account. And, and the just, sneakers were a big yeah. part of like his character, right? It yeah. was always like people, you know, go back and rewatch old episodes. Like, damn, he had on like the the fucking the eighty the ninety six Jordan. 11s in that yeah. sh- in that episode and like it's like a big thing so it's yeah. just funny to see how much that shows not just impacted like you know tv and comedy but you know music and, and fashion and all of those different areas yeah yeah um just yeah one of, one of the greatest shows of all time man um the moments in the show they, they it's even hard to just in the words just how ingrained it is in culture like people still reference the Shilligan's Island uh, episode when you know they're beating up the little fucking rat the rat what was right? it like that, it was that, like, that it motherfucker was, so, was big that shit was hilarious <laughs> the po- wasn't it a possum it was something I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it was supposed to be it was like a rat slash possum slash fucking bat I don't know what the fuck that thing was um but uh, but you know people still reference that you know people still don't you know no good mm-hmm. no no good or or fucking Jerome Jerome watch your mouth I say Jerome I say Jerome Shanene I say Jerome with us um little Roscoe yeah. uh fucking uh Otis yeah. you know you know one of my favorite people was Cole remember he would do the bird noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I always felt like they they were too heavy with Cole's stupidity. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But like it was, it was a little heavy for then. It was great. Now you, see, okay, you kind so, of. So I'm actually going to talk about this in the context of. Uh, so I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, I'm actually for the first time ever watching Seinfeld, mm. um, and I'll reveal how I feel about it then. But I, I like what they did with Seinfeld in that they don't have any. I mean, you have George Costanza who. Is kind of the stupid character, but he's not that. Like he's not whole level stupid. Yeah, he's more like just dim witted. Is yeah, uh, or like he's like more of just like a believable stupid, where it's just like he just does reckless shit because he just likes doing reckless yeah. shit, you know. Whereas Cole was just like they just like they just made him seem so stupid. Yeah, I really wish they would have eased up on that just a little bit, um, because I think it would have made the show that much more believable. Yeah, you know I mean, especially over like time. Yeah. I feel like when the show came out, it was funny, and it's like whether or not you believed it then, it was funny, and it was like on on beat, right? Yeah. You fast forward to like 10, 20 years later, I see what you're saying about how like his character in particular might have just been like over dramatized yeah, a bit. Yeah, 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 with his stupidity. But anyways, uh, so Martin's turning thirty, man. Uh, like I said, one of my um, one of my favorite moments was uh, uh, the. 
the episode where uh, it was a baby shower and you <laughs> look i know today is it's kind of maybe like a fucked up you know joke or whatever but i remember he was he was talking to um bobby right like the the woman who's like she fucking just hated men yeah uh, yeah i remember and he's like well bobby if you hate men so much, how can we try so hard to look like one? And it was just like, I just remember just every time I watched that scene, I just die laughing because it yeah. was such a fucking like, it was like, he was the, like the king of comeback. And obviously it's a show, so you're just writing it ahead of time. But it was just like the fucking king of comeback where somebody would say something slick. Yeah, yeah. You and then he just not, came back with something crazy. You cannot be Martin. I don't know, real quick, I think my favorite one, I think it was a Halloween episode. I think like he was like looking for somebody um, somebody had stole something from him, or so he thought. And he yeah. sat everybody around the table. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, remember oh, he was that, dressing all the black Nino with Brown. the gold chain. Yeah, the Nino <laughs> Brown. One, and he had the yeah. fake dog. He like <laughs> that. Is, that has to be the greatest moment in Martin. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. That's my the, no. Favorite. But you know what the funniest part about that scene is? The thing that is like the fucking cherry on top. That that is the fucking perfection. That is that scene. Is when he goes to sit the dog up and pet it. And it just falls over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that was like that was definitely not supposed to happen, but they were just like and, keep rolling. And then he just starts dragging the dog with uh with his fucking hand, and you can see Tommy and Cole and all them like trying to hide the fact yeah. that they're like laughing and shit. Yeah, I would not have been able to keep it together. If that I was on set, no, I'm losing it. it. It was like one of those moments, like when Walter uh, Walter White, like remember he threw the pizza box, yeah, and like the behind behind the scenes. The pizza wasn't supposed to go up on the roof. Like yeah. that wasn't a part of the filming that scene. He just happened to throw it up on the roof. Yeah. And you you could see in the episode there's a point where um uh who who plays Walter White again? Um Brian, Brian Kranz, Cranston, yeah. Kranz, he looks up at the pizza on the roof and he sees the whole shit, the pizza's on the roof, and like he kind of starts to laugh but then he's able to hold it together for the scene yeah. i love like f- f- learning about little moments like that in films yeah. and shows yeah so anyways uh yeah shout out to, uh, to martin turner 30 man uh one of the all-time greatest shows uh will forever be ingrained in, in the culture you know as uh as as some of the dope shit uh sad how it kind of went out you know uh obviously martin did some some uh, fucked up shit to gina um uh what's gina's uh what's her name uh, Tisha Cole, Tisha, Tisha Campbell, Tisha Campbell. There, you yeah. Go. Tisha Cole, that's uh, Tisha, Tisha, Tisha Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, but you know, it seems like they're all back on good terms now. Sad uh, that that uh, Tommy passed. Yeah. Um, passed oh away. man, this was. Um, it doesn't like when you look at that picture. It doesn't look right because yeah, you know someone's missing. missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, that's his life, man. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, Moving on to some other news headlines. Uh, Wendy Williams show ending. Yeah. Um, I didn't really do any research on this. I just thought, uh, you know, she's clearly got some health issues that she's been battling um, for for the longest time now. Um, uh, and Sherry Shepard is actually going to be taking over the show, which I actually like Sherry Shepard. Love Sherry Shepard. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, end of an era, man. Yeah. End of a fucking era. Yeah, I mean, she. She's been Wendy Williams has been doing this shit since radio. Since yeah. before anyone even knew what she looked like. You yeah. just knew the voice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's been on her shit ever since like just a voice coming the through 90s, the man. speaker box in the nineties. Yeah. So shout out to her. I mean, um what a, what an accomplished career, accomplished individual person. And it's unfortunate when you see someone on the back end of their career not 
like be able to sail off into the sunset and go out on a high note. Yeah. Um, over the past couple of years, she's been battling um, alleged addiction, drug, uh, drug, I believe is um, painkiller addiction. Yeah. Um, I think her show, the production of it has kind of, kind of taken a downturn, especially since like she's in the news a lot, but not for the best reasons. Yeah. Um, that, and I know then, she, yeah, I know she's been dealing with some health stuff. So I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That, that and yeah. some health issues. And like, that's just like a recipe for, um, not, I'm not going to say disaster, but like inconsistency if you're running like a daytime TV show, right? Yeah. There's no way you maintain, she was in um, rehab for a while. She recently checked out. There's no way you're able to maintain a show with these types of things going on in your personal life. So I think it was time for them to end it before it continued to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, um, one of the most uh, well-known dog, but um uh, you know, one of the, the all time greatest shit talkers. You know? Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't, messy. I didn't, I didn't, Wendy Williams I didn't really care for her too much, uh, because I, I just don't find that stuff yeah. entertaining. Um, but, uh, she, she clearly has a place in, you know, in history yeah. in terms of being, I know. do think the show is going to take a, a much, Sherry Shepard, as much as I love her, she's not going to say the shit Wendy Williams would say. No, and nor should she. Uh, I, I think that no. Wendy Williams made her career off of being very sensationalistic, if that's even a fucking word. Um, uh, but I, I think the way of that is, is kind of like gone a bit, like the shock jock kind of approach. Howard Stern might be the last one. Or Joe yeah, Rogan's kind of taking over the mantle, but, but he, he's not. A, he's not. He, yeah. Joe Rogan's. This is what everybody fucking. Gets he doesn't say crazy Rogan. shit. He just says things that like are controversial. Whether he does or doesn't, uh, what he is is just a dude who talks on a podcast. That's for everybody who makes the big deal about Joe Rogan. That is literally all he is. He isn't a person who's like trying to do things to be sensationalistic or he might say stupid things, but that's because he actually probably believes those stupid things. Right. Like, yeah. and, uh, so he's not, he's coming at it from just a, I'm, he literally just gets on a mic and just has conversations for better, or for worse, um, has conversations. And I think that's really different from what people like Wendy Williams or even, a you know, or Howard Stern, uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. Cause do. they would liken themselves broadcast journalists. Um, I, I, I suppose they will. Yeah, yes. I, I, I'm pretty sure Howard Stern and Wendy Williams both um, went and like studied broadcast journalism, and that was their intent, yeah. getting into radio. Whereas, you're right, Joe Rogan is just like, yo, I just host a podcast, I'm a dude. He just likes fucking talking, that's it. You know, and so I feel I feel like people make a bigger deal out of him than he is because he clearly like he has like the audience that he has, right? But if he didn't have that audience, nobody would be saying, nor would Joe Rogan, I think, be seeking anybody to be having like conversations about him. I think he's literally just a dude goes on a pair of fucking headphones, talks into a mic and just has fucking yeah. conversations. Yeah. But what if he's yeah. the most arrogant motherfucker though? And he like really is like, you know, I want America. To, I don't think, voice I don't of think America. That, I don't think that he would have gotten to the place he is if he was that person. Yeah. Cause I think people, unless he hides it well, he could very well. He, he could very well hide it. I just, I've like never, Ellen I've, DeGeneres. No, Ellen didn't hide it well at all. You knew Ellen was kind of a piece of shit. Like, you you just, so? I never no, knew. No, 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 no. Anybody who's that, because what's weird about her is like, she's like. You can she, see it in the eyes, though. Well, that she would be like nice to people, mm-hmm. but it was like a, it was like a robotic niceness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like, she'd like have a cake for somebody's birthday, right? But she'd be like, 
happy birthday. Yeah. And it's just like, happy birthday, you me, <laughs> I, I mean, a little bit, you know. She'd be, you know, this is the greatest birthday you've ever had because <laughs> I threw it for you. Yeah. I'm Ellen DeGeneres, um, but yeah, anyways, whatever. Uh, so, uh, Wendy Williams, uh, and that's you know, 20 some 20 30 some odd. Like I said, I didn't really look up the particulars on it, but she gone. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> that was very harsh. Yeah. <laughs> you say it like, <laughs> she's not actually gone. She's still alive. Uh, no, well, she's gone. You made it sound like she's, she's dead. Gone from daytime TV is what she what she is. <laughs> she gone. Uh, she gone. Um, <laughs> uh, so somebody else who's making sort of a return is Aziz Ansari. Uh, so he's uh, actually teaming up, ironically and uh, ironically, uh, weirdly enough, with a uh, one Bill Murray uh, for. A new, uh, he's going to be directing a new film, and it's going to be starring uh, Bill Murray. Um, and so he's doing this with uh, Searchlight Pictures, uh, and he's also going to be starring in a movie as well. Uh, and so this will be his first feature film project that he's done. I know he's done. Uh, he's directed uh, episodes of you know Masters of None before this. But this will be his first sort of directorial debut. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so Aziz is an interesting one. Um, so he recently had his Netflix special, right? Yeah, uh, nightclub. Did you comedian? watch it? Oh my god, it was it was great. I, you, I feel you, like you thought it was awesome. Some, I feel like so I watched his la, his previous Netflix special before yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really good, but I thought mm-hmm. this one was just like brilliant, perfectly timed, all the right jokes. Like everything about it just felt right. Small club, small venue, just very intimate setting. Yeah. Great jokes. Like he hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't watch really any of it. I only watched. Uh, I would see certain clips, and one of the clips was uh, the one where he talks about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and the the feeling dawned upon me. It's like, well, these I don't know, man, because there was a time when people were people were taking shots at you. Wasn't that long ago? What was his take on Aaron Rodgers? Is like, well, that basically is that, that he's like a, a stupid jock. So why the fuck are we talking? You know, having conversations about COVID around? At least that's the part of it that I saw. Yeah, yeah, and and Aziz, he was, you know, he got like, <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up. But he got me too, right? No, but, like, but I mean, honestly, that was kind of the 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 sort of the that's the, the moment where version. yeah, well, the, the moment where everybody just paused and was like. I don't know about this one, guys. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, the yeah. first one where everybody's like, well, I mean, no. no. I, I agree with Aziz's take on it. It's like people weighed Aaron Rodgers' comments and his decisions so heavily. And it's like, you know, like, fuck what he's doing. Like, let's listen to what, like, the you know, CDC says, uh, CDC says, and scientists and whatnot. Like, why is ESPN just like, oh, talking about Aaron Rodgers' comments and decisions as if it's like news that we all need to know? It's like, that's his personal decision. Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I felt like it was coming from a, a bit of a place of he's just kind of a stupid jock. What the fuck are we talking to him for? Um, which it could, could very well be the case. But I, I was like, the part of it that I heard, I was just like, he's talking about it because it's like a controversy, right? Um, but there was a time and place where, like, and then it got me to thinking of like, well, is he in his, in his stand-up, is he going to talk about like any other controversies? Because it's whenever you talk about somebody else's controversy, the immediate thing that comes to mind for me is, is like, well, you remember when all everybody could talk about were your trash, um, you know, uh, bedroom fucking moves uh, for like a good solid like 
six, seven months. That's yeah. all everybody could fucking talk about. And how that made you feel kind of like a piece of shit. What happened with his bedroom moves? Oh, you don't you don't remember? You remember. Come on, come no. on, come on. I remember like he got with the whole like he went on a date with the girl and he tried to kiss her and she was like, No, I'm not cool with that. And yeah, then, he like put his like fingers like in her mouth or something like that and and it was just like it was just trash. Was like he just like the and they're like, Ugh. yeah, it was something like that, and it was just like, yo, the way they were describing, it, I was like, yo, oh my god, like would I sound like this if yeah. somebody tried, you know, somebody made like a fucking like a a, a five hundred page, uh, you know, commentary on my bedroom, you know, maneuver. Would it be a good would reader? It sound or not? like this? Yeah. Like, yeah, Jesus, god, that's, like, that's like everyone's terrible. nightmare. If their ex started a podcast, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, oh, cease and desist. Get the lawyers quick. You know, episode one is going to be about you. And it's like, oh, yo, fuck. is this going to be free promo or is this going to be defamation? There's <laughs> a fine line. Um, so, but, but no, so like yeah. Aziz's joke, I think if you watch the special, what you'll realize that he was saying was like he was like laughing at us, right? The people who are actually who are like, invested yeah. so much in Aaron Rodgers' decision and comments. It's like, yo, like yeah. pay attention to more to more like to scientists, not football players. Yeah. Uh but uh so yeah, so we we've got that coming from uh, Aziz. Uh I wanted to talk about this super quick. I have been binging um Seinfeld uh mm, for yep. the last week or so. Um and uh one of the reasons why I don't know what is happening. I don't know what my, that dog is doing. He's doing something yeah, crazy. Yeah, shooting dice or something. Yeah, probably. I don't know who's up or down. Um, uh, so I've been binging Seinfeld, and the reason being is because I had always heard about Seinfeld. Everybody always talks about it. It's oh my god, Seinfeld! It's hilarious. Um, obviously, I, I watched uh, like three or four seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, so I'm well, well versed in the uh, the Larry David. Uh, sort of brand of comedy. Uh, but I just had never really watched Seinfeld. Like when it came on in the nineties, I never was too interested in it. Never really had a reason. Nobody in my family was particularly interested in, in, in watching Seinfeld. So it just never caught on with me. Right. Um, so, uh, one of the, one of the, the it's going to sound kind of stupid, but one of the reasons why it actually did end up interesting me was because, uh, yeah, you're wild, dude. Um, <laughs> was because, um, uh, in Mr. Robot, uh, that in season two, Mr. Robot, uh, actually, um, who's the rapper that we saw in the uh, the short film on Netflix? Um, BJ the Chicago Kid. No, 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 no. no. Um, it's like a ASAP. It's not ASAP. Um, yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, fucking. It was. He's a Chicago rapper. Same thing. I'm not sure. Not Rocky. It's not something. It's not. It's definitely not ASAP Rocky. I want to get this before you do. Fuck the internet. You're not. Um, Joey Badass. Fuck. So, uh, I was close. Yes. <laughs> no, I uh, see, you weren't close at all. Um, but uh, Joey Badass, in the beginning of season two, he talks about, he just goes on a fucking tangent about Seinfeld and like wondering like what it's about, like what the show is about. Uh, and it just, it always kind of fascinated me that conversation. And so I always thought, okay, I, at some point I have to go back and watch Seinfeld, but it's fucking like nine seasons and it's like 20 some odd episodes in every season. That's a fucking lot to, to, to kind of commit yourself to, right? Um, so I, I just decided, you know, I don't have a show right now that I particularly like want to watch or, or, or whatever. Now would be a good, as good a time as any to start Seinfeld. So I did. I thought I would hate it because honestly, from what I've seen of it before that, I 
I didn't care for it really at all. I thought it was kind of stupid. But dude, it's actually really fucking growing on me. And, and it might just be you stick with anything too long. It'll eventually sort of uh, grow on you. Yeah. But I actually really fucking like the show uh, and the dynamics of the show. Uh, and in it, you can see the DNA for so many other shows. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of uh, It's Always Sunny uh, in, in Philadelphia in, it, in that like all the characters are just kind of pieces of shit. Um, and it's just, and you know, the one thing that they keep saying about the show, even kind of in a meta way in the show is the show's about nothing, right? It's a show about nothing. Yeah. That's not true. It's just like literally like any other show where you have a group of friends, they live in a city, 20, 30, some, some, uh, something year of people. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, the plot of it, friends is not too That's different from it. Exactly. Friends, <laughs> maybe there's more of a direction, but well, there, there's more, not much more. There's more arcs over the course of seasons, right? Yeah. So you'll do an entire arc over the course of season Seinfeld. It doesn't really have those arcs, but over the course of the show, it, it kind of does. There's things that reoccurring things that pop up, reoccurring themes that pop up, reoccurring plot lines that pop up that have impacts from, you know, one end of one season to the end of another, you know, um, so they do have it. So it's not a show about nothing. I guess maybe it was introduced as that or it was, you know, when they were pitching the show, maybe they, they, they pitched it as that uh, to make it kind of seem different from all the other shows. But it's not really like it's it's not really a show about nothing. It's just packaged that way. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, so I went back and watched Seinfeld. I'm pretty sure I watched the whole thing. Back in like 2015, 2016, yeah. Um, remember when Wale dropped the album about album about nothing, and it had no. all of the and it had Jerry Seinfeld was featured on it because Wale is a huge like um, Seinfeld. New, like he recorded it specifically for Wale. Um, no, so it's Wale's album, and he reco- no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so Jerry Seinfeld appeared on his album. Like, yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you didn't know this? Jerry Seinfeld usually doesn't because I think he had like two of them. Album about nothing, part one and two. Um, and then he had a lot of like Seinfeld clips on it. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Jerry did a monologue, like a kind of like a, um, you like know, stand monologue. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the album. Um, and then like Jerry and Wale went on to like become really good friends. You remember the Chris Rock movie Weird. Top Five? And then yeah, you know Jerry Seinfeld. I've never watched Top Five. Oh really? It's it was a pretty good movie. Like it, it seemed like really odd. Like it was kind of a movie about nothing, right? Yeah. But like it still had like a story, and um, it's just really interesting how that happened. Seinfeld, great show. But I just remember it was the album about nothing. Wale's album that inspired me to go back and watch Seinfeld. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually because it was definitely ahead of my time. I was I was much younger when the show yeah appeared. So going back and watching it later, I was like, oh shit, this is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I really do enjoy it for, for what it is. And like I said, I see the DNA in, in so many other shows in it. Um, but uh, but I would have to contest that it's not a show about nothing. It's just, it was just packaged like that from the beginning. But, yeah. uh, but I've, I've really liked it so far. And I think I'm through, I don't even know where the fuck I'm at anymore. But I, I know I'm probably over halfway through it, I think. Um. But I just, yeah, I, th- I think it's for what it's worth. I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good show. You have a favorite moment or scene yet so far? Anything with Kramer is pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, Kramer, Kramer is obviously supposed to be that character, it, I, and I find characters like him that like are rare. Where he's usually his character would be the kind of like the coal of the Kramer group, is played by George Costanza, right? No, no, George Costanza. Oh, Kramer's is, the guy with the uh, crazy hair. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and he's always doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's always uh, doing that. Um, 
his uh, the whole incident happened where he like you know made all those like racist remarks and jokes. To yeah, his now special. it's peppered. That, that in does kind of taint my like yeah the way I view him. But like I can't you I can't still deny how like funny his character was and how good he was in the show. Yeah. But like it's just still like. Yeah, dude. It, why do you have it, to? It really do that, does. Dude? Yeah, it really does suck. And I, and I know that that's why you know some people who would be very sort of pro-black in, in the way of be like, well, everything white is terrible, <laughs> right? Would be like, let's take a case like that and be like, well, that's what you get for for trusting yeah. that the you know these. But it's like, what do you? <laughs> Sometimes I want to yeah, like yeah. like something and yeah. not have to have my guard up about it. Yeah, you know, what I mean? you know? but but some people would say that's yeah. it's not a possibility. But uh, but anyways, uh, so I just thought I'd talk about Seinfeld real quick. Um, I very much appreciate the show so far. We'll see if it sort of still carries through. I'm sure it will. Um, oh, there's so many moments that, of course, it's absolutely going to carry through. Yeah, we're adults. We're just going to go in here. What's the big deal? Yeah, we're going to take our clothes off. We're going to do a thing. When him and Elaine. Are yeah. Over, yeah, yeah, I didn't even have to like do Elaine's part. <laughs> you already knew. That's one of the yeah. funniest scenes to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going through it so fast that I don't think I'm able to like really grasp like any one moment. But I I do think that anything with Kramer is usually pretty uh pretty good. And I do find myself like, and I kind of rarely do this, where I I, I like laughed out loud. And I thought that I wouldn't because of how I reacted to, um, uh, some of the some of it that I had watched. I was just like. I am not, this is not even remotely funny to me. Yeah. But in watching the show, and again, I don't know if it's just that, you know, if you watch anything for too long, you'll start to grow some sort of appreciation for it. Um, but uh, but I, I, I find myself at various moments actually like laughing out loud or like really anything. And I feel so fucking terrible about George, uh, George Costanza, because he's just such a, he just fucks up his own life and I can identify with that yeah. on so many levels where he'll take a perfectly good opportunity and fuck it all up just because he's a fucking idiot, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really like the show. I, I will say that one of the, my favorite moments and it wasn't a line. It was, uh, I had seen this in a meme, but I never knew what place it was in the show. And then I watched the episode. It's the episode where I think they're in like season five, four or five. I think it's four. Um, where Elaine's not there for like the first like three episodes, the season, and then she comes back, and as soon as like they open up the door to see her, and then everybody's going crazy like, ah! and she's like dancing up and yeah. down. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite moments because it's like yeah, you can just tell like everybody was happy to like oh we got yeah. the click back together, you know? Yeah, like, you got the studio audience going nuts. Yeah, and like, you, know? you know they pump up the sound. It, it was dope. It was awesome. It was really dope. Uh, so, anyways, uh, real quick, we do have to talk about your genius. Uh, how are you? Um, how are you uh, liking the uh, this the? Is it, I didn't know it was like a series. I thought it was just like a one shot. Yeah, deal. yeah. So first, I, I like how they're doing it, right? Because this is a docu series. This is like over twenty years of footage of Kanye or however the fucking long it's been, right? Yeah. And like we talked about recently about how Netflix should start to stagger some of their shows and release it like week by week in order to prevent people from burning through content, right? They're releasing an episode. I think it's like every Wednesday they release a new episode, which is very interesting. I feel like I feel like a decision like that was probably more of a Kanye episode. Like I want people to like every week. I want people to love me like a football game, like the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. I feel like Connie was the one who asked them to do this. She was like, "Don't drop it all at once." No, I, I think, we'll, and we'll talk about this. A little this later, is going to be like it's the, a, it's a the lead strategy. up to the Super Bowl or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but I thought the first one was stellar. What I thought I was going to get was a lot of like Kanye uh, 
talking over his own mo- the moments <laughs> of his life, yeah. but it's really done by the person who has been like videoing, uh, videotaping Kanye Cudi over the past like 10, 15, 20 years or whatever. And like, he's really like narrating these moments, but it tells like, it's just very good storytelling. Like all the things that you want to know, some of the things you idea about just like any uh, any documentary should but it's just done in such like a really really cool way and mm. i love what i really love the most about it is how he you know how kanye is doing everything kanye is doing like it's all fucking connected there's donda you drop your netflix um docuseries that's gonna come out episode week to week that leads into the release of donda 2 your next album right and then your episode two of your docuseries releases the same day that you drop or you announce your Gap Balenciaga clothing collection. Yeah. Right? The album is still coming out. You're having release parties for the album. You're trying to win your wife back. <laughs> Everything yeah. is fucking connected. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. I think he timed all of this perfectly. Yeah. I think uh, Kanye, and without watching it, I haven't watched the series yet, and I, I've debated if, on whether I will or if I won't because I feel like it's just going to be propaganda for Kanye. Um, and I just, I, I don't have a particular interest in it. Um, at this point, I feel like if you're a true diehard fan still of Kanye, like if you have no reservations about him, I feel like you might be, you're more susceptible to being in a cult. Like you're, you're, Love you're Kanye. Listen, I don't give a fuck what Kanye, okay. I don't care what his politics are. Love Kanye. No, no, no. The music this, is still this great. Is, this isn't about Close his, the shoes. That's just it. It's not about his politics. Um, it's, it's more about. You you just said it yourself, right? He he planned all of this out. So even a lot of the Kim stuff, I'm sure, is just to keep his name circulating in the headlines, right? Um, for somebody who's that hungry for attention, I just have no I have no space for you because there there's I, at the end of the, the day there's nothing marketing there. strategy. Ever. No, no, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be one or the other. It could be both. It could be one of the greatest marketing strategies ever, but he's really just an attention whore, right? Like he just he loves the spotlight being on him yeah. and he sets the table for what the conversation is for, for what we're talking about. But in reality, is there anything behind it? Right. Like he just like, and, and you know where it was like solidified for me that this is the case is that the fact that he put it on, he put Donda two on his, I don't, I don't know what his streaming service is called or whatever, but, uh, uh the STEM player STEM, thing. STEM something, yeah. Right? Um, uh, and it was like 200, uh, it was 200 bucks. Uh, I don't know if it's for the player or for the album, but uh, it was, I think it's like for the device and the music to, 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 to get it right. Um, I think that's what, and, and given how rich Kanye already is, uh, one might say that uh, that's really at, at the end of the day, all he really gives a shit about. That's the only thing that really is the commonality between any of the Kanye's that we know, right? Is all Kanye's love money. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, when I when I see that a part of your personality that you're willing to do that two hundred dollars for your new album when you just got off of this whole Christian kick right uh, and with how he's doing the rollout he just brought out Marilyn Manson and Marilyn Manson's in a fucking world of yeah disaster right now because of the other shit that's coming out so here's um, the thing about that yeah that's disrupting the industry in a way that people aren't used to so you think it's money hungry but it's really just challenging the music industry right. So instead of Kanye, because Apple Music offered him $100 million to release Donda 2 on their platform, mm-hmm. right? But instead, he's like, no, I don't need you for this album to still be like great and for people to still want to hear it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like sell these devices. The music's going to be on the device. And you have to buy the device 
$200 in order to like hear it. Right. And like, I think he may have sold like, I'm going to use fake numbers here. No real math. Do not tally this shit up. He may have sold like 10,000 units of this $200 device. Right. And made, I was reading this article and it was giving me all the numbers, but like what he did in a matter of 24 hours selling these devices, um, you know, one by one, right. Is the equivalent of like any other artist who were to like release an album they would have had to sell 400,000 units to make what he made in 24 hours off of that, that mm-hmm. device, right? So it's like, that's just a, a slap, in, not a slap in the face, but like challenging the music industry. Like, I don't need Apple Music. We don't need Spotify. We don't need Hulu. Like, nah. I can sell this thing on my own because he got 100% of the revenue. Yeah. There's no revenue share there. Yeah, so, so he might be disrupting the industry, right? But what he's also doing by setting the price at $200 and by making it more of a uh, that he has to buy his his device to do it and yada yada right um for one that, that's clearly you're, you're making it exclusive he learned when he when he did uh the yeezys right he, he knows when you jack up the price and you tell him this is the hot shit you need this but it's going to cost you he knows that for the yuppies for the people who have the disposable income Oh, that's nothing. Whatever. Does this mean I'm exclusive? I get to tell everybody that I listened to Donna, that I got these new Yeezys. Like, he, he knows the game. Uh, Kanye is a capitalist at heart, period, right? And so, but what he tr- what he tries to do... Fucking bit me. You all right? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to take it right here. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> spider or something. Maybe. Got Uh-oh. me. I hope it's fucking radioactive. Yikes. Um, nope, not yet. Nope. Yeah. You got to wait 24 hours for it. Okay, yeah, 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 that's true. Um, so... Uh, he, he's a capitalist. Uh, so when Apple does it, we, you know, we no, like no, no, love these I'm companies not, for like but, but doing but the same thing that f- the f- artist f- is doing. Fair enough. I'm not, not, I'm not mad at him from the aspect of he's trying to circumvent the industry. That's not what I'm, that's not my gripe with him. My gripe is you're, what does that mean to me? You might be disrupting the industry for you. Cause at the end of the day, that's going to help Kanye out. Right. In terms of whether he's a trendsetter in the industry and he's setting a new precedent. Okay, great. And that helps him. That helps other artists. Great. What, is the, what the fuck does that do for me? Right. Like I, I I'm not, I'm not getting. Uh, if I really love Kanye and I like, fuck, man, I love Kanye, but I'm poor mm-hmm. and I need to, I want to listen to Donda too. Either I can't listen to Donda too, or I'm going to spend my last dollar trying to fucking listen to Donda too. Right. Like, and and so what I'm saying is he's he's profiting himself, right? Which we all do to a certain degree. But when's when's it enough, right? Like at the end of the day, you have Yeezys, you partnered with Adidas, you made sure you got the most out of that contract. Great. You 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 make down to two. You make sure that nobody. I'm not streaming this on anybody else's platform. Everybody has to buy this. It's gonna be two hundred dollars a pop if you want to. You got that going for you. Uh, like all of these steps is just further and further, sort of showing what he really cares about at the end of the day. And it's not the fans. It's not the audience. It's not the people listening to me. He could give a fuck about the people listening to music so much what they can give him. Right. And to me, you're not making, he's not making Donda too, because he just has something he wants to say. He really has to get some shit off his chest. He's trying to move units. He's trying to, what's wrong with that? uh, As an, as somebody who would call themselves an artist and for the thing that they're primarily known for is making music. Right. That tells me that uh, me buying your music is stupid because at the end of the day, the product that I'm getting 
isn't a product of love of labor because that's you i don't want to listen to that's why i don't listen to a lot of pop music right or yeah. a lot of like uh just and not, not because i'm trying to be pretentious but because i know that there are people who make music and whose job it is to enter i'm not saying that i don't find the occasional pop song like oh shit that shit was dope you know or uh, like you know i can't get this song out of my head I, of course we have that all the time but uh, there's a difference between that and me going out and buying an entire fucking album of this person who made this pop song, right? I know that I'm just going to get cookie cutter shit because the producers that made it are all people who continuously make music for all the, if you look at the top 20 songs right now, I'm sure the same producers are making all these yeah. fucking songs, you know? Yeah, it's probably going to um, be Kanye, No ID, yeah. and, and fucking Khaled. Yeah. But so here's the question though. Yeah. As long as it's good. Does it matter if it was made out of love or if it was just like? Oh, I'm sorry. That that's my thing. Is that it's not good. So so. Wait, I, have you, I listen you listened to, to Donda? Not not two, but I definitely listened to, yeah. to, to to Donda. I wasn't so much. There were a couple of tracks that I thought were, and it's kind of like the same that goes for any Kanye album. Like, I think after. any any album in general. Like, no, I, like, I, I think I I personally disagree with that. I, I think that there are some artists that I can that can put out music that I'm like, like obviously not in the same sphere as Kanye West or same musical lane as Kanye West but I give me a Bon Iver album I'll listen to the entire thing do you love every song though I feel like I'm feeling like you're you're that's hyperbolic in the sense that I don't love every song but I can I can listen to it I I don't want to listen to an album and have to skip tracks yeah I don't want to yeah I mean I've listened to Donda maybe like Three or four times front to beginning. Yeah. And I don't think I ever really like skip a track because mm-hmm. like the music, I feel like it flows so well that like rarely do I come to the point where it's like, I'm going to skip this and skip this and skip that. Um, but like I feel like as long as you love like six to eight other songs on an album that has like 10 or 12 songs or more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's it was a good project. But you know, it's all it's all um, subjective. Subjective, right? Yeah. But all I'm saying is I don't give a shit whether he's doing it because he has something to say or if he's just trying to make money. What I like is that the end product is good. And I like that like he's like, you know, he could have just accepted $100 million from Apple Music and that would have been easier. But I like someone who's willing to be like, no, I'm going to do this way different. I'm going to do something that nobody's ever done and it's still going to work. $200 is a lot to some people. $200 $200 is nothing to other people. So it's like, you know, if you can afford it, buy it. If you can't afford that's what, it, but that's don't a, buy there, it. There are a lot of people, there there, there are some people clearly for $200 that's like, you know, whatever. Uh, cool. Uh, <clears throat> a majority of people um, aren't in that, that class. And I don't mean that in the sense of 90%, but like literally there we have more people <laughs> poor people here you know uh in in the u.s than than for sure. people who are and like moderately well he's off. not telling them to buy it like if you can't afford it but that's don't buy I, it. but just I, like but I, any, I guess, just like a pair of sneakers but i guess that's what i'm saying is is that if i've been a f- diehard fan of kanye west since day one right I, I listen to all of his albums i've gotten all of his albums and i've been following him through this crazy journey i've been supporting him through this crazy journey whether it's buying merch buying his shoes Doing whatever, right? Doing what I need to do to support Kanye West. And then he drops an album, but I can't listen to it because it's fucking $200 and I don't have $200 on me. Is that not a slap in the face? Because I understand that you're disrupting, quote unquote, the industry. The truth is you're not disrupting shit. You're just shifting the focus to yourself, right? You're, you're reaping your profits. Cool. But at the end of the day, what? how does that then make you different? Like, And for one, not everybody in the fucking industry is going to be able to release an entire album 
put it on an exclusive music player and say you're gonna have to pay two hundred dollars for that sure. music player. But they could rethink how like all right, how am I gonna distribute my music? How am I gonna retain more? But of how is that different from like SoundCloud artists right now? But like, like for example, if like uh if who if not Hulu, um Spotify gives artists seven cents per dollar on the music that they make, we're like, we don't care because Spotify for us is four ninety nine a month or whatever, right? So it's like we don't care if the artists aren't being paid uh, rightfully for their music, right? As long as it's cheap to us to consume, we're mm-hmm. like, great. So in this situation, the artist is like, hey, I'm going to release the thing myself. I'm going to set a price for it and I'm going to retain 100% of the revenue. If, if Kanye had done that, and but the thing was $20, the entire package was $20, I'd, st- I'd be like, okay. That's, 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 that's but why does it have to be $20? Because, because you're making it accessible to the people who... You supposedly, well, and I guess maybe he's never really cared to give a fuck about the, well, the yeah, fans. Two hundred dollars if you go if you, if you can afford it, buy it. If you can't wait, afford wait, it, don't so, buy it. And we we need to get off because yeah. I promise myself we're not going to stay on any one topic like too long. But wait, but like you surely you understand that concept. Right? I do, that I do. It's, so it's, when Wu Tang released an album, and the album cost a hundred thousand dollars. Loved it. Brilliant. No, no, that's different because that was like the only copy or some shit of that particular album. Sure. Now instead of making one copy, I'll make a hundred. I'll make ten thousand copies, and instead of it being like a hundred thousand dollars, it'll be two hundred. It's like the same thing. It's like I'm gonna release this. Nipsey Hussle did it. He released a, I think it was like a, a limited release album, and the album cost a hundred dollars, right? And it's like, yo, if you could afford it, buy it. If you can't, don't worry. Right. Like, you know, who's your favorite basketball player? Kobe. Never. Like George. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. Let's one. say Kobe. Sure. His shoes are two hundred dollars, and yeah. if you if you like Kobe, if you want to buy Kobe but shoes, have, I mean, but but that's not because the precedent is set doesn't mean that the thing is right nonetheless, right? So we're saying, oh, well, the, the shoes are two hundred dollars, and, and if you're a fan of his, you'll buy that. But there's a lot of people. I was one of them who was a kid who loved Jays, right? Who who loved watching Michael when I was, uh, you know, when he was playing in the league. Um, but I couldn't afford his shoes, so I just had to watch from afar. I was like, man, those Jays are tight, man. You know, I mean, like, and and so for and and what I love is like what somebody something like what Shaq did, right? Where he he had the opportunity to say, okay, like you know, let me make these shoes and you know do it just like everybody else. But yeah. what did he do? He's like he t- he told us the story of how like a mother you know reached out to him and was like, yo, dude, I, my kid absolutely loves you, absolutely loves you, but. You know, yeah, if that was when he was with shoes, Reebok. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the story goes, he called Reebok and he like said, yeah, I went out of my deal. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Um, and, and, and I love that. Right. Make the thing cheap so people can mass produce it. I admire that. If you say, hey, this is this is something that I that's important to me. Or if you're just like, hey, I want to make a dollar and you make it a little bit more expensive and only a limited amount of people can can purchase it. I think that's completely fine, too. What matters is for the person as a consumer, am I willing to pay for that thing or not? Do I have the means? And if I do, will I, will I get a, a certain amount of fa- satisfaction that that thing has like promised me or guaranteed me? If that is true, if the value to me of the product meets the value that I paid, then all things are fair. If I can't afford it, yeah, you know, but I, but I, but when that choice is made for you, it's different, right? Like so, for instance, uh, if if Kanye's album costs two hundred dollars and you do like Kanye, but you don't have the means, if you had the means, you would pay for it. And then on top of that, it's like, well, should you maybe? putting people in that position it's like uh it's the same concept of like having like healthcare, right it's like you know you're you're, you're not really giving me an option of healthcare if you're saying i have to go through the insurance companies you know in, in order to do or, or i have to be employed 
with a with a with a with some sort of company in order to get healthcare. That's not giving me a choice. You're just you're impressing it upon me. And then, hey, of these shitty options, which one works for you the best? You know, and that's yeah. like, well, it's shitty to begin with. So. It, it is a shitty choice, but I guess there's. You know, they may say, oh, well, like, start a business and pay for your own health care or just don't have health care. Well, well, then you're fucked. Right? Exactly. But, <laughs> but so here's the thing. And I should have led with this because I'm the perfect example. And then yeah. we can, like, go off, sure, uh, sure. you know, move on to something else. Yeah. I love Kanye. Yeah. Love his music. I've got several pair of Yeezys. I got, like, five pairs of Yeezys. Um, you know, love his artistry and mostly everything Kanye does I love or agree with, um, except for, like, his political views. But his political views are his. I don't really care. Whatever. He didn't even vote anyway. Um, do I have $200 to spend? Yes. Could I have bought Donda 2? Absolutely. Could I have bought the shit from the Gap collection he just released? Absolutely. Will I? Fuck no. As much as I love Kanye, <laughs> fuck no, I'm not buying it. Why? I have the money, but I just know that to me, hearing this album is not worth $200 to me. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I'll hear it eventually. But right now, I'm not spending $200 on it. And that is my choice to make. You know, and if I made that choice to buy it, also my choice to make neither of that is like Kanye, I feel like, or, you know, anyone who would do this being like evil. It's just like them setting the price of their product that they No, but I, I believe I, this thing I, is worth this much. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a case about being evil, but, it, but it's about. Uh, it's about capitalizing on whatever your cachet is. Right. So like Kanye knows his position that right now his name is hot in the streets. Right. So people are going to want to hear Donda, too. But there's people who want to do that for just because they just like gossip and shit. But there's also people who actually fucking genuinely are just fans of his, who actually like whatever message that he's throwing out there in his music or like just his music, period. Um, and so there's some of those people are sure, surely you're going to be able to just, you know, snatch up down to two, no problem. But then there's going to be a sect of that of that people who that's highly un- like that's just outrageously unaccessible, even though if they had the means, they would absolutely do it. All I'm trying to say is that it proves to me that at the end of the day, the only thing that Kanye West gives a fuck about is Kanye West. There's just like literally the, nothing else. Just like the rest of us. No, there, there's the no, 18 year old no, no. kid. You know why? There's the 18 year old kid right now selling a picture yeah. of a bored ape online nope. for like a million dollars. No, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not talking about care. that. The money is all that matters. No, no. The, the money isn't all that matters. Okay, so watch the documentary and then then. So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do: watch the documentary, the first two episodes, yeah. and then when you, and then let's have this conversation sure. on after that for ten minutes on the five minutes on the next episode, and we're not here for five minutes. We know us. All right. <laughs> it's time to start admitting who we are. Uh, all right, let, let, let's move on to some other shit here. Um, so uh, one thing I did want to want to talk about real quick is Peacemaker. Um, so we uh, we got an entire uh, a full season of uh, of, of Peacemaker. And uh, I still don't know what to really make of the the series. Um, I think you were the for one of the first people to talk about it, um, or that I heard talk about it. And you're, I, I take it that you're you're you are highly favorable of the, yeah, of the, of the show. loved it. Um, I like it, but I thought that it was especially towards the end. It started to get really repetitive, and. I think they did it correct, and we'll talk about this later when we, when we talk about the release of uh, series. But they released it week to week, so we could kind of just like digest them. Although I, I did, I didn't really hear anybody talking about Peacemaker. Like I heard people saying that either they liked it or didn't like it, mostly liked it. 
but I didn't really hear people be like, oh, look at this plot line. Or like, yeah, this is I didn't see like the week to like, there's week. Not, like, like here's what we thought about episode four of Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was right. just like, I mean, and but that's it's sort of is sort of my complaint about the show is that like. Came was, out during a bad time. You think? Why? I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot on TV. Oh, uh, like right now? Like there's a lot of like shows. No. I mean, when movies. hasn't that been the case over the Can't past drop like, when decade. the Ozarks drop? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> where am I going Good with this? Luck. <laughs> and also, Book of Boba Fett was on at the nah, same time. But it, but it crushed Boba Fett though. It as did. Far as, it did. Uh, I, as far as the readership. I think I did see like um some of like the viewership numbers, and it did like beat out Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. Just see, fucking playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, um but, so go ahead. But it, it, it's for me. It was like the plot of it. Like so, the basic plot is that Peacemaker he, uh is fresh off the heels of uh, 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 Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, Suicide Squad. So he just shot. Captain. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, what's it? Yeah, I forget whatever. Forget, whatever. The yeah. yo on <laughs> Suicide Squad, he shot him, uh, uh, or stabbed him rather, um, and uh, and he basically turned out to be one of the villains of Suicide Squad. So uh, in this, he's sort of trying to sort of make amends, uh, and he's tasked with doing another another mission. Um, this time, it involves uh, what they call like the butterflies, who are aliens who came from outer space. Uh, and they're here taking basically uh, what taking are they? human posts. Yeah, what is that movie called with uh, Steven Spielberg? Uh, it's not Close Encounters. I guess it is. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Body Snatchers. Uh, uh, but basically, just aliens who just hijack yeah. humans' bodies, right? And it's always because our bodies are so desirable. They are fucking failing flesh and yeah, fucking, yo, like, like who the fuck would want this piece of shit these <laughs> butterflies are stupid like if i'm taking over a body i'm like yo take over a fucking where is like lebron <laughs> yeah. where's like devin booker i'm getting a prime time athlete like where's king henry at like yeah. someone who's at the top yeah, where of the their fuck shit is yo from the steelers i'm not gonna uh, harrison uh, uh George, is it George Harrison? Or the the, the running back? No, no, no. The linebacker. The fuck, James Harrison. Yeah, but he's see, he's retired. He's a little bit older. Though. He's probably got him looks like issues. a fucking yeah. No, I want like tank. someone who's in the fresh, like Ja Morant, <laughs> where or I'm taking over a, a rapper or something like that. Like someone who's cool. I'm not gonna take over like a fucking somebody who does too much. Lean. A bus driver, like yo, know, like. I'm glad I I'm glad I got a body, but like this blue line. <laughs> 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 I haven't made any of my stops today. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so they say the takeover bodies and they uh, uh, they basically it's thought that they want to basically just like take over all of humanity and and just really fuck shit up. Um, but then, you know, Peacemaker with his crew comes in, uh, which is crews. Uh, I don't know, dude, it was just a mixed bag. It was it was like if I just watched any one single episode, I'd be like, "Oh, this is pretty dope." But watching them all together, I was just like, "Uh, you just make basically the same joke like throughout the entire fucking." And basically, it's like Peacemaker's a piece of shit, and he has no problem with letting everybody know he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's just like rinse and repeat. So, all the things I feel like you you may not like about it, I enjoyed yeah. about it. I enjoyed the fact that Peacemaker is not the hero. Right, like he's not like he's a guy trying to make amends for having done some really really bad shit, and it's like, you know, and then you got to ask yourself the question of like, you know, do people really deserve second chances? Like, does this guy deserve a second chance? But 
nonetheless, he's still fighting for that second chance, right? Yeah. And he's put together with this like shitty makeshift group of people who have like talents and skills, but like that are very much not a team, as opposed to some of these other superhero movies where it's like, damn, we just managed to assem- assemble all of these really talented motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, you know, Captain America's got Falcon, he's got Ant Man, and he's got fucking um the Winter Soldier and Wanda. And it's like, yo, that's a pretty like everybody on that team was a first round draft pick. <laughs> the um Peacemaker, everybody was like round four or five of the draft. And they're yeah. still fighting for a spot on the team. And I enjoyed yeah. like seeing people be like, yo, I don't really fuck with you. I don't fuck with you either, but like we gotta like make this thing work somehow. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I feel like the plot of of you know, him kind of redeeming himself every step of the way, showing that like, you know, my father's a racist and fuck him. I'm not like that. Um, he also, in one of the episodes, this was a big thing that I saw. Like he um, acknowledged, you know, this is the first openly bisexual superhero that yeah. we've ever gotten. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're tackling certain social things, but in a very like, but did they tackle way. that or just have that in a line? I mean, uh, so as far as I understand, he uh, that wasn't a part of the script. That wasn't a part of the character. John Cena just kind of like was in scene and just ran with it. And it was it was, so it wasn't like calculated. It was just like they were filming and then, you know, he just ran with I, it. I, I can't. I and can't, James, I can't for the life of me believe that that's true. I would have to think that they had a conference because that's a that's a pretty for the for the consideration of the character and I guess where they're trying to position the character and all that, that's a pretty significant thing to not talk about prior to. I I would have to guarantee you they had a conversation about that. How do, how do you how, do, how did you come across this? Uh, so I was reading an article and James Gunn was talking about that particular scene of yeah. like him being like you know yeah he's and openly. I don't think so, man. I think that I think John Cena is you know you look at him and you think he's supposed to be one way big buff motherfucker like he, I'm gonna be in like all you know in movies I wanna slay motherfuckers like one of those types of guys but then you hear him open his mouth and you talk and it's like he's funny like, and he's like a comical guy he's like a comedian in like a bodybuilder's body right Um, and I feel like he would take the step to like run with like you know a story like that like, yeah I fuck dudes I fuck chicks who cares you know what I mean and like that is uh, the peacemaker character yeah, there's no part of me that believes that that wasn't a conversation, at least a conversation yeah. before him. But in any case, have faith in humanity. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I, 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 just for me, like uh, the, some of the plot points that I thought was weird, like so, for instance, the whole Nazi angle, I thought was like really kind of weird and just kind of just chopped in there. The his dad, his dad being, being, the, being well, that's in like the comic a, books. That's like he's no, no, I'm character. not saying that it's not an actual plot point in the comic books. I'm saying that for this story that they were trying to tell. It was thrown in there, but never really like. It was never really interacted with outside of like, oh yeah, they blamed his father for the thing. But that was all. It all felt very mechanical in that it was just a means to have them curse at each other and say fuck a lot and like, you know, like it felt like everything was geared towards that. Like yeah. it felt like the plot was just like unnecessary. But really, the thing that they're trying to get to is have Peacemaker say "fuck" like thirty times in an episode, you know. Which again, I, I have yeah. no, I have no problem with. But it just never. I'm I I I feel like I I appreciate a pl- a good plot way more than I do any sort of device, any singular device that's that we we gain along the way. Like 
I, I would much rather so, uh, just like a really dope story than hearing John Cena fucking cuss for you know three hours. You yeah, know? Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't mind that character too much. More than I minded him, I loved Vigilante and his whole character. Like, I love stole when they the introduced show. Vigilante. I feel like they they should have just kept the mask on, and then they should have given him like less scenes. Because I feel like after he wore his, like, like when he first came on, I thought it was, like, the funny, because it's basically, like, Snake Eyes from yeah, uh, G.I. Uh, Joe. Uh, and I thought that that's the way that they were going to kind of, like, leave it, um, was have him be, like, this always mask character, and, like, no matter what the scenario is, he always had the mask on. And I just thought that was, like, the funniest thing ever. And then the, the shit he said, you know, he says during it was, was also hilarious. And it's, like, mannerisms. Uh, but if they were to do that, then it wouldn't have like made sense, right? Because like GI Joe's is like these are the top most elite soldiers in the fucking galaxy, yeah. and then Peacemakers is like, yo, this is who we could find. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't have made sense for Vigilante to be like this, like intense. You know, he's just no, like no, no, I don't, no, 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 no. I don't need him to be intense. I need him to be the exact character that he was, but just keep the mask on because then it would have just been that much hilarious. Of like, we don't even know who the fuck this dude is. This is just like some random dude in a fucking mask. Like I, I would have just thought that was, that hilarious. would have been interesting, but I don't know. I, I like, I feel like seeing his face makes it all the more human, it, right? It, well, and it, relatable. It, but it just made it like less funny. Like I didn't find it. I didn't find him as funny. After I, th- I think his mask. character got better and better, even up until like the last episode. I, one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, for me, it was, it was the fact that the whole butterfly thing just was kind of whatever. Um, and, and then uh, on top of that, um, I, I don't necessarily care what they did with, uh, uh, Adebayo's, uh, character, uh, uh, played by Daniel Brooks. Um, I feel like, I, I, I kind of hate this, right? Where they take some, somebody who's like a min- minority and then they put everything onto that person. So she's black, she's gay. Uh, she's, she's like overweight. Oh, yeah, she's and it's just like, like, and it's just like, oh, let's just get all the things in one person, and then that's we've meet our quota there. Because it, it doesn't feel like to me like it's like a genuine. Like she was great in it. Don't don't get me wrong. I thought she was fantastic in it, but I don't think I cared for the stuff that they did with her character. Was just like now, granted, <laughs> this like now if she actually is you know a lesbian. And then in this role, she really is just being who she is, right? Like she's a no, black but they, they, female but, lesbian who's not like some super tough soldier. She's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm helpful. Yeah. I, I, so I would think that if it wasn't. How should I put this? If they didn't use that as like a plot device sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's different when it's just like kind of like organically like built into the thing. Um, and, uh, you just, ex- oh yeah, this is just a uh, random person, but it felt like they placed her there because they're like, Ooh, check Mark. Ooh, check Mark. Ooh, check Mark. Yeah. Like that's how it, fe- it didn't feel super organic to the, to the thing. Um, I get what you're saying, but I feel like if it were a white dude, right. In this role and, or a white woman in this role and like they were straight and they just had like a wife or a husband and kids, like it would feel less forced because that is like a realistic type of. That, that is like a real person who may have like a real life that you could recognize, right? So when, whenever we see like, you know, a black woman who's gay, who's has a girlfriend and like a kid or something like that, and like in a cockapoodle, 
Oodle or whatever that dog is. Was that supposed to be the kid, or I was confused by that at the end because they made they placed a high emphasis on the dog, and I wasn't. Yeah. Like, well, why? I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just had a dog, but like all of those things, like who Adebayo's character is, like all of that stuff is like very normal. But I think because we're so used to like not seeing it in this type of role, we hyper criticize it. And that might be fair. That that might be a fair assessment of it. But I just it's kind of like remember. I'm sorry to throw you under the bus, Faye, yeah. but remember Hereditary? It was like, man, what are all these nah, women? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Hereditary. It was. Uh, it was. Um, it was Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah. Like, man, what are all these women doing? <laughs> Yo. And we were like, well, I think I don't think it's fine. I don't yeah. know. I, don't, I think that's plausible. They're all at the top of their like, field. No, like, nah, at yo. no point in time will I it should be, be five case. men. And it's like, <laughs> well, like, what, like if, right, dude. <laughs> yeah, what if? Yeah, <laughs> All right, fine, man. Whatever. Whatever you say, Um no, but but it's it's. I feel like it's. I don't know. I'll, I'll rest my case here in that I, I hear you, and I and I I feel like uh, I want that day to come for when. But you want it to come, the day to come when it doesn't feel like forced anymore, well, or, or, it's or, like, or that they don't have just like one person that's the thing. You know, yeah, like it, yeah. it, it's different if you have like this hodgepodge collection of, of people who like. And and I, I'm glad that they you know. Uh, for Peacemaker, they're like, well, he's, you know, they, they at least alluded to the fact that he's he's bisexual. Um, but it's different if you have just a collage of just like weird ass people. Right. But it's just like everybody else was just like for all intent and purposes, uh, you know, uh, OK, that person, what we, you know, society at large might consider normal. Right. Normal, normal, normal. And then yeah. he gets out of and it's just like all the things you want in, you know, as what a, is, as what a, is the word for it when you're like pandering? Right? Like, yeah, you know, it, it 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 has that essence of yeah. of, of 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 like you're the, right. Like she could have easily have been wearing like a BLM's hoodie like on in every episode, right? Yeah, you know, and it's like that would have kind of been like, are oh, you just trying to pander to us to get us to, to fool us into liking you it, or, or to believing that you're so progressive? And it's yeah. like, oh my god, you're breaking down walls or barriers. Yeah. But it's like, no, you just you kind of just found one character that you now obviously it's it's, it's one of the the, the main characters. Uh, and she has a, has a pretty significant role in the, mm-hmm. in the series, but it, it just it that reeked to me of just you had some sort of weird check boxes that you were like you wanted to sort of check off. Um, but maybe maybe I think maybe you maybe there's a space where you are right. Maybe it was just like super fucking normal, and I am impressing whatever is in my fucking head yeah. on it. But that's what that's I'd just like the way it it, it 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 sort of read to me. It was just like. Oh well, we just have some boxes we need to check off, and this person apparently checks off all of those boxes. But those aren't those aren't just because she's like a great actress, you know? Yeah, I mean? and she is. She's a, she she did a fucking fantastic. She she knocked it out of the park, no doubt about that. This isn't this is, has nothing. My critique doesn't have nothing to do with her, so much as just how they handled it, or how would it, it would appear that they they, they handled it. Um, but uh, in any event, uh, I thought Peacemaker overall it was it was I, I wished. That as it sort of went on, they they would have the story would have been they could have come up with something a little bit more compelling because uh, they had some really good moments there with Peacemaker where you understand a little bit about his upbringing and you understand how he's sort of turned out the way that he's turned out. But I think that unfortunately the entire story was so kind of incoherent that it didn't really allow you to really enjoy some of the moments that you got to towards the end. Uh, and, and honestly by like episode four, I'm just like, I get it. He talks very crudely and he's an yeah. asshole. He's a dick. I get it. You know? And it's just like, all right, let's move. What, what, 
move on to the the thing we're here for. You know. Yeah. I, I don't. Feel have like you I seen really the final have. episode? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I overall I enjoyed the show. I really like what they did with it. Um, not what you expected, but I feel like it was much needed. You know, like really like humanizing some of these like superheroes. Like yo, these these are regular people. Not they're not all perfect and they're not all good. Um, and then. I like how James Gunn waited until like the last like 15 seconds of the final episode of this of season one to, show to the, give uh, everybody what they've wanted, uh, bringing in the rest of the Justice League. Um, no, just two members of the Justice League. Uh, so there we had it was Superman, the Flash, Wonder Woman, and who else Aquaman. was there? Aquaman was there. Yeah, the people but who really you only saw the Flash and Aquaman. yeah, it was Superman everybody was else floating. Was like, Everybody else was in silhouette, like yeah. you can't really see us. True, true, true. Yeah. The, the characters that were missing, obviously, were Batman, and we were also missing Cyborg, um, if you noticed that. But um, yeah, I'm happy. Season two coming. I think they're going to tell more and better stories, uh, more wild, crazy shit. So overall, you know, I really like what uh, what they did with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on to uh, another story here, uh, or uh, like a trailer here. So here we have uh, Hustle, uh, which is about a washed-up uh, basketball scout who discovers a phenomenal street ball player while in Spain and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. This is directed by Jeremiah uh, Zager uh, and written by Will Fetters as well as uh, Taylor uh, Mathen. And uh, stars Adam Sandler, Ben Foster, Robert Duvall, Queen Latifah. Damn Globetrotters out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah this cast. The heavyweights. Wow. Uh, this is due out June 10th of this particular year, and I believe this is from... This is a Netflix, Netflix. project, right? This yeah. is indeed a Netflix project. Uh, so without further ado, let's check this out. If someone else discovers your kid, are you a terrible parent not recognizing their talent? What do you mean? Like if someone comes along, you're, you're kid and then, like you, you realize that as a parent, like all you would do is just throw their drawings away. You a shitty parent. No, you're definitely going to try to turn you being a shitty parent into like, oh, well, I gave you character. I made you want yeah, it. I made, I made you, you stronger <laughs> by throwing away all of your art. I made you stronger. It's like, no, dad, you were just, just you didn't support dream. my dreams at all. Oh shit! Let's check this out. You love this game. I mean, love it with your whole heart. Because if you don't, let's not even bother. Let's not open that door. They're just going to slam it right in our face. Look, I be riding through my old hood, but I'm in my new yes, way. I love this game. I live this game. There's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game. Obsession's going to be talent every time. You got all the talent in the world, but are you obsessed? Let's face it, it's you against you out there. Look at me! When you walk on that court, look at me! You have to think I am the best guy out there. So let me ask you again Do you love this game? I like it. Uh, so here's why I love this film so much and why I'm going to watch this. Because if you know anything about Adam Sandler, mm. is he lives and dies basketball. Apparently. I was going to mention, uh, so his last couple of films, right? I think the last one he came out was his uh, Uncut Gem. 
Friends, which uh, literally starred uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Garnett, Kevin yeah. Garnett, and uh, and had centered all around the uh, the NBA. Yeah, I mean, and like you know, away from like Hollywood, away from all like movies and shit. Adam Sandler is like a legit hooper. Like he's known to just pull up to basketball courts, like yeah. wherever in the country, and just play pickup games. Like yeah. no no security, just Adam Sandler hooping. Um, and throughout the court filming of this. Uh, um, a, a movie like Adam Sandler was like staying in Philadelphia and he was known to just, you know, no cameras rolling, no like PR people around him, just pull up at basketball course and just hoop. Yeah. So like there's a, there's an authenticity to like his character. Like, if you know, you know, a little bit of the backstory, there's an authenticity, authenticity to his character. Um, very Philly or like you heard the Meek Mill music. Um, a lot of athletes in there. You got Joel Embiid. You got Trey Young. You got um, I saw uh, Anthony Edwards. Um, there was another guy in there that I saw, uh, another basketball player. But I like how they're bringing in real basketball talent. Um, you know, obviously this I think it's executive produced by LeBron as well. He's mm-hmm. a part of this project. Um, I like it. There's nothing about this movie from this one trailer so far that I, that that I don't enjoy, and I like. It. There it seems like there's a story, you know, a, like a real story here, and it's not just about like. This motherfucker can hoop. Like, let's get him a deal. Hoop dreams. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I look, man. I, I think Adam Sandler is having the type of career that I was hoping that Jim Carrey would have at this point. Right? Uh, is you transition from just doing all these like slapstick, silly comedy to like, all right, I'm I'm a person who can do comedy, but I'm uh, you know transitioning pretty heavily into doing um, more of the dramatic acting. Yeah. Um, and and Jim Carrey clearly has done it various points in, in his yeah we got the Truman well. show we've got um 23 yeah yeah uh, uh what's another one uh he also did uh one of my favorite uh, uh, ro- uh romantic films of all time the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah yep. uh, and, and so uh so yeah so he, he has his 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 own but i feel like at this point in his career jim carrey he's gonna be in sonic 2 you know or he's gonna he's in the sonic series you yeah. know doing kind of that shit and and, and i mean you know i'm sure if it makes Adam's. him happy, then more power to him. But yeah. I would love to see, to your point, like Adam Sandler take on more serious roles. Well, he in, is because uh, honestly, I'm sorry, uh, Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, um, but but the reason why I even say that is because uh, I feel like Adam Sandler right now is he's able to cash in on that cachet of him being kind of this silly. He's doing the funny romantic comedies, and he, you know, he's the uh, Big Daddy, or you know, whatever the case. What is, is the last Netflix movie he did with Jennifer Aniston again? The Spy One. I did not watch it, so I don't. I oh, don't it was know good. What the name was was it? Yeah, it was surprisingly uh, good. I learned to take these these things from you with a grain of salt. No, it good. is it is like the yeah. perfect amount of like Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. They just have like a, a a good chemistry. Actually, Netflix announced they're coming out with the second one. Um, it was it was honestly good. Mm. Well, 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 it remains to be seen by my my own two eyes. Um, but, uh, but anyways, uh, I say all that to say, I, I really appreciate the work that Adam Sandler does, uh, of late. Cause I think he, especially signing this deal with Netflix, I, it's a good mix of doing some of the old shit with the new shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and I, I, like ever since punch drunk love, I thought, oh, this dude in a fucking more serious role is just, yeah. My favorite amazing. Adam Sandler movie of all time is Spanglish. Yeah. Spanglish fucking dope. Movie. Fucking he amazing looked, movie. He looked kind of silly in it, but it was fucking. Yeah. It was. It, it was a dope. It, it kind of fit the character though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in the weed chef. Yeah. Um, here's what I really like about the last thing I like about this movie. They could have easily got somebody like Kevin Hart to do it, 
right? Yeah. Um, from Philly, you know, that'd have been an easy story tell, um, you know, have him play like a basketball scout. And it's, it just, it, it would have been easy. But with Adam Sandler, there's an authenticity there because you know he's like a real hooper. Yeah. Whereas Kevin Hart, like, you know, he can play basketball, I'm sure. We've seen him like celebrity oh, we basketball at, games. Uh, yeah, we always see him. All Star uh, Weekend All-Star and shit. Weekend. But he's not like a legit, like, I'm just going to pull up to a court and hoop like Sandler. Well, does, he, so. he might get mobbed. Uh, Adam Sandler, I think people going to be just be like, yeah, that's Adam Sandler. But Kevin Hart, I think people. I think I would say Adam Sandler is better than Kevin Hart if they were playing one on one. No, I'm not talking about their skills. I'm talking yeah. about just them as like stars. Like, Adam Sandler, I feel like, is way more able. He's still recognizable, mm-hmm. but Kevin Hart, his his star is just shining a little bit yeah. brighter right now. Yeah. You know? So it might be a little hot in the kitchen for him to be rolling up anywhere in Philly. True. And them boys don't play with Philly. So. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He get love in Philly. He does. He does. He's from there. Uh, you know, that's Two people rep. Only there's two people or three people who rep the hardest for Philly. There's Will Smith. There's Kevin Hart. Yeah. And then you got Meek Mill. What about uh? What about Beans? Uh, Beanie Siegel? Yeah, Beanie Siegel ain't heavy in Philly like Meek is heavy though. Okay, well, fair enough, fair enough. I don't, I don't know much, much about uh, that, but uh, 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 Ben Will Simmons. Smith, I, I do have to. I do have to. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I do have to say one thing about that we that we missed with uh, Will Smith, uh, Bel Air. Remember when we first watched the trailer? And I can't believe I didn't. I remember what when I. First watched that, I, I made a mental note. Oh, we got to mention this afterwards. And I just didn't. Remember when we watched it and they, they were playing Nas's uh, Made You Look? Yeah. I always thought that was the weirdest fucking thing. You have this dude who's born in Philadelphia, born and raised. And you're like, well, you couldn't get me. You couldn't get you know somebody else who was from Philly. You had to get oh, one of the most representative New Yorkers that there ever was. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a little strange to me. I, they could have got Meek. That. They could have did Black Thought. Literally um, anybody from Philly. Yeah, There's only I like a handful. why. And maybe it's because like the story is, you know, the story of the show is like, you know, I made like, you know. Have you watched any of the episodes? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But like I, the story is that now. like there was like a shooting or whatever, right? Yeah. And um, the... The whole song goes like, you know, they shooting. I made you look. You a slave to it, right? So maybe like that. The whole made you look nah, like not more than the Philly because angle. we know that this this show Bruh, is about as, like a as shooting. As soon as meat would have came on with, yeah, true. People would have been rocking with it. You know, they could have easily just went like, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this, and no matter. So yeah, I don't know. We gotta ask Will. Yeah, that was. I I just thought that was like a really strange. Uh, I don't know Jada selection. we know Jada gonna talk about it on the next red <laughs> table just dog him out like and the nigga didn't even play a Philly rapper song Yo, we haven't had on? sex in months <laughs> like Jada this has nothing to do you're on the red carpet right now you're, Will is standing next to you so like, yeah this nigga ain't shit <laughs> I still, I still maintain people treat Will like he's like some fucking little abused kid when it's like, you know, no, he's a fucking he's a grown man. Yeah. People, you know, and but I'm talking about it from the perspective of she's well in within her rights to say whatever the fuck she wants. And as long as he's okay with it, then whatever. Um, I think everybody else needs to stop projecting onto Will their insecurities. True. I don't know. It's probably not, but like it's too much money to lose in the divorce. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. So we're going to talk about another trailer here. Um, so, uh, 
So we have the man who fell to Earth. Uh, and this is about an alien who arrives on Earth uh, at a turning point in human ev- evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future. This is directed by Alex uh, Kurtzman. Or uh, it, it's a show, or I guess maybe a limited series, I, I forget which, but uh, it is. Uh, it was developed by Alex Kurtzman, uh, Jenny uh, Lamette, multiple writers, of course, and stars uh, Chitwell, uh, Joe, uh, Jofor, Jofor. I, I I feel so fucking stupid because I'm I'm Nigerian myself. So, yeah. Uh, I always feel. Listen, but then I'm always I'm always caught in that weird space where I'm not sure if I should put the Nigerian sort of little little twang on it or if I should you know just don't do assimilate right. you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but also stars uh, Naomi Harris uh, Jimmy Simpson and Kate uh, Mulvey what is the Nigerian um, you know if you put the put some Nigeria on it on, on like? Chitwell's name yeah I, I don't know because I don't even know if he's I'm not Go sure if it. he's Nigerian is the Jofo uh, is maybe how how but I, I'm probably so you're not like pronouncing that. like the R Maybe I, on the back end. I, I, I'm taking a fucking wild swing at it because I uh, so uh, they would call definitely call me Yankee uh, mm. because ah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I am a, a American born. So I I've been you know I was raised in a Nigerian household. So but I I was I wasn't immersed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, you know I didn't especially if you say that I was immersed. Yeah, yeah, it's a very non Nigerian <laughs> yes. thing to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I just met somebody the other day. Uh, whenever I, you know, uh, the Uber, uh, not the Uber, um, uh, Grubhub, uh, you know, the driver pulls up and, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. He's like, Nigeria. Right? He's like, yeah. I, and I, it has nothing to do with them. It's, it has everything to do with me. I fucking, I just hate. Hate like having to like talk about your name, or yeah. Not even talk about my name, uh, but like it's like they see my name and they know I'm Nigerian, so it's just like we have to like immediately have that camaraderie of like, oh, you're a Nigerian too, and it's like I don't. Let's just give me what. On, let's just. I love it. I love when I meet another really? Jamaican. I'm like yeah. wow, no yadi, yeah. yeah, anywhere, huh? Yeah, that's really different. That is people. immediately. All right, listen, I got you. You got me. I I, I I've never felt that camaraderie, dude. Where. Like I've always just gotta, felt like you just gotta embrace it more. Yeah, that's true. I I just hate talking to people in general. Yeah. So like I know that's immediately going to be a conversation. I'm like, ah, just come, just let's. let's Happened let's to me the other day. Up. I was in D.C. Yeah. I was parking my car at one of those parking lots where there's like the attendant there to help you. He was yeah. Jamaican. All right, bet. Where's the best spot? Yeah. He helped us. Like, all right, from Yad. Yeah. All right. The only thing I'm like that with is uh, other Packers fans. Okay, yeah. When yeah. I see another Packers, I'm like, "Yo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> it was good." Um, but uh, but yeah, when it comes to other Nigerians, uh, yeah, and and I've 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 actually thought about that quite a bit, and I think I I do need to change that. I think I do need to be a little bit more. But I but I am technically like that with everybody. It's yeah. not just Nigerians. I just I fucking hate talking to people. So that's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, more of a personality thing than like a cultural thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think it has anything. I just know that a conversation is immediately going to start because it's recognized that we're both Nigerians or, or they, they recognize I'm from Niger, you know, or my family's from Nigeria and maybe their family's from like Cameroon or somewhere like, yeah, you know I mean? just like, tell them you're a Packers fan. They'll be like, uh. okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's get to this trailer, man. Uh, we're going to get to this trailer. It's called, uh, the man who fell, uh, to earth. Uh, I was sent to find you.
There's a door in front of you. On the other side is something I could never imagine. They're gonna take the house next month. I'm always working. Molly has no one. I saw something. It freaked me out. I was sent to find you. I'm talking to someone from another planet. So am I. Do you have anyone, a family, children? They are waiting for me if they survived. My planet is dying. Earth is on the same trajectory. Can you help me? You have the potential for all things. I need to know where he's from, and I need to know what he's doing here. They know what you are. Go. Take him. Now. I brought you here to finish what I started. This is how we all survive. I liked it. Yeah. No, and I just canceled Showtime. <laughs> so you had Showtime at one point in time? The trial. <laughs> the Fuck. Three, the I was like, month, yo, why? The three-month trial. <laughs> what are they showing look, on there? Oh, I get it. Um, I, I was watching... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yellow Jackets, Ray Donovan, maybe. Uh, I was watching Yellow Jackets, uh, Billions, and then I was gonna pick up Ray Donovan because yeah. I stopped around like season four. Um, but or is, was, is that what, what show? What uh, which one is that? Dexter on? That's that uh, Dexter. New Blood is also on Showtime. Okay, yeah. so I, okay, yeah. that, okay, all right. You at least have some reason. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, there is yeah. nothing of interest. No, Showtime has some pretty good shows. Um, yeah, and then like there's like boxing. If you're a big boxing fan, yeah. they've got like a lot of like really good um, fight. Uh, what is it? Uh, what she with Brian Gumble or whatever? Oh, sports with yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah, real sports. Yeah, real sports. We try to play him like we don't know the fucking <laughs> name. <laughs> Did you see us? Sports, try to know. play him like that. Nigga, who, who's even <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Gumble? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> um, but no, no. So I like the show. It looks really good. I'm gonna wait for them to send me one of those like. Oh, we saw Ooh, that we you canceled. You yeah, <laughs> six months for eleven dollars. Yeah. I feel like they're just. Throwing out numbers sometimes. Like, everyone's email is different. They're like, um, four months for $7.50. And it's like, um, we'll give you two weeks of Hulu. <laughs> like, yo, know, how does that, none of that makes sense. Um, I, I got one the other day for, uh, what was it? It was for fucking, um, was it Stars? Oh, no, 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 no. Bro, Sirius XM. They've been calling me every day and they be keep sending me these emails like get one year for five dollars a month and we'll give you an Alexa Sir, fourth generation. I know everybody heard me fucking 
going yeah. through Listen, 12 rounds with my dog. You know, I, you know I could tell stories. Jesus Christ, yeah. But anyway. Uh, well, I appreciate you still looking forward as if I was still sitting in the seat. Yeah, I really, right? I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, you got It's a little thing. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continue. No, no, but um, in short, um, I'm going to wait till they hit me up like, yo, please come back. Like, we'll, you know, two months free of Pornhub if you sign up with us today for $6. It's always Pornhub, right? Like, you... Always use another site. It. Use another yeah, site. No, uh, like a fish. You know how like, when fish are, or sea turtles are born, they always go swim back to where I, they I were don't born. Know about you didn't that. know this? I have no idea. Well, yeah, sea turtles. <laughs> they always swim back to where they were born. Yeah. How'd they know where they were born? <laughs> Scientists still don't fucking know, but they always swim back to where they were born to like lay their eggs and blah blah yeah. blah. Right? That's me. Always swim back to the porn hub joke. Yeah, fair enough. Uh so anyways, that was uh the man who fell to earth. Um looks okay. Um uh, I just saw Naomi Harris in another uh, sci-fi uh, movie, uh, but very different, obviously. Uh, Swan Song with uh, Mahershala uh, uh, Ali. Is that with the two Mahershalas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I thought it was really good. I I could see how people, some people might not care for, especially how it ended. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I got, it's on good. Apple TV, right? It's on Apple TV. Yeah, I gotta yeah, watch that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, Naomi Harris, love her. Great, um, great, great actress. Beautiful. Always plays like a. She's always struggling. <laughs> like every movie no. I see, Naomi Harrison, she's always like struggling to get by. I'm like, someone. Uh, well, in Swan Song, that 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 wasn't the case. Was she she wasn't struggling in Swan Song? You, you mean monetarily? Is that what you mean? Just like just because the only movies that I've seen her do that was uh, definitely um, uh, Moonlight, obviously. Struggling in Moonlight. Yeah, and and then maybe this movie, but she's a scientist in this movie, so that is true. But she was struggling though. Yeah, I mean, she know, was out I mean, on that dirty ass ranch. <laughs> <laughs> she was struggling like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I, there was that movie with Tyrese. Remember, she was like a, a, a oh, baby a, boy. Um, it was baby. No, boy. it was like blue. It was, was it blue? So let's see. She was struggling that. Oh, in Venom, she was struggling. She was in prison. I remember her in Venom. She was oh, in Venom Let too. There Be Carnage. I didn't, yeah, yeah I didn't, black I didn't, and blue. She was struggling that Moonlight. Um. Skyfall? No, she wasn't struggling. With Skyfall. She <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, she was making that. <laughs> Mi six. She shot. She shot. What's his name? She Bond. shot 007. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be a high roller in order to shoot Bond. They don't just. You can't just be. You can't be under the poverty line and Pirates shoot of Bond. the Caribbean. She was struggling in there too. She had no goal. Why was she in Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, I think didn't she play? No, she didn't play. Um. Yeah, Naomi Harris is in Pirates of the Caribbean. I, 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 there's yeah. like 12 of them. So she I, was struggling. I, I don't know. Yeah. Telling you. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> great cast though. Uh, you know, I, I, there's so many people in this, in this, uh, um, in this, this is a TV series, right? It's, it's sort of, yeah. I, I know it's more than. This has the makings of like a very, very, very good show. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, uh, looks interesting enough, but I, it reeks, it kind of smells of the. Hey, we're going to start with a really interesting premise, but the payoff is not going to be there. Yeah. It reeks of that, that it's going to be something mad stupid at the end. Like Somewhere along the way, we're going to fuck this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it reeks of that. But I'll still check it out. I mean, assuming that I come across it somehow, some way, I'm not yeah. going to go out of my way to get Showtime. It's uh, kind of like that movie service. I just watched, The Theater's Moonfall. Oh, my God. I mean, Yeah, I, gotta, I still got to check that out. I hear people talking about it. Yo, this movie, in on the surface... First round draft pick, like yeah. yo, we draft this kid, we're going to the ship, right? Yeah. And then like you start watching the movie, like yo, practice. This kid looks good. Like this is 
He's got some talent. Yeah. And then you get to the game and it's just like, yo. <laughs> Doesn't come together. Sat six times. This shit is terrible. Bring in, bring in the backup. Where's Mitch Trubisky? Who's <laughs> like a solid, just always there. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where's, where's Mike Ryan? Lennon? Like- <laughs> bring one of those guys in. Um, but um, anyway, I, I do have high hopes for this. It looked really good. I enjoyed what we saw in that first trailer. Great cast. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah, we checked that out. Uh, let's get to some of these uh, later stories here. Uh, so th- th- this is something that I really wanted to talk about that I thought was uh, was going to be like really interesting. Um, so, uh, sorry, let me get my brain jammy here. So I'm not gonna lie to you, I've never seen this show. Um, of, of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yep, never seen it. No, no, it's fine. It uh, does not require you to. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read this yet, so this is going to be new to me. <laughs> me and the listeners are going to be learning about this all at the same time. Fair enough. Uh, so basically, uh, so this article uh, was uh, was an article that came out in lieu of season four of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which just, which, uh, which just dropped, um, uh, I believe, like within the last couple of weeks. Um, and so basically, they were talking about the release strategy for Mrs. Maisel, that it used to be they just dropped all the episodes at one time, and, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime, um, the show. A great show, by the way. I actually really love the show. We it was uh, It's one of the shows that me and my girlfriend uh, uh, watched together and, and made sure that we, you know, um, if I watched an episode or she watched an episode without, you know, if we watched the episode without the other person, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? We clean this shit up right now. Um but uh, it used to be that they dropped all the episodes at one time. But with this fourth season, they are changing up the strategy where they're doing sort of like a bi, uh, bi-weekly or two shows per week, uh, which I actually th- I think is pretty fucking fair. That's a fair agreement. If you drop two episodes per week, I mean, I don't I still want to see why you just drop one episode per week. Yeah. Uh, but two, I think it's pretty good because it's like as soon as you're done with the first one, you're like and I think they're shorter episodes than what uh, they're not like an hour long. They're I think somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes so i think it's really uh that's a really interesting strategy to go with two episodes but it's a diversion or or, uh they're uh they're getting away a little bit from what they used to do which is uh drop drop all the episodes yeah yeah no i like uh fucking yeah what's the ball helicopter yeah Yeah, dirty bird yeah um i like two you know i mean like i think one they could easily you're right they could easily do one but I feel like two is just a little bit sweeter. It's like, you know, hey, you know, episodes one and two. Yeah. Three and four. And then so on and so on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just feels a little bit nicer. It's like an extra little gift. Yeah, it's a little, little cherry on top. Uh, so. Uh, it's like the fortune cookie. When you order your Chinese food, you get the fortune cookie. And you say, oh, love these. I ordered lo mein, but I got the fortune cookie and I really enjoyed this as well. Yeah. Um, so so as, they're, as they're sort of talking about this, uh, so there's other shows. So. Um, you'll you'll see sort of what we have on screen, which is a uh, Euphoria, and then they do um, two a week. No, they just do one a week. Okay, um, I was about to say. So, so but the but the idea is is that everybody has kind of like a little bit of a different strategy. So Euphoria drops one episode per week, right? Um, but that's uh, maybe a little different than some other series like Stranger Things, right? Um, where they dropped previously at least they dropped the entire thing at one time. Ozarks. 
they dropped the entire season at one time until this last season in which they dropped half the season. And then we're going to conclude with the final part to season four. Yeah. Um, you know, the first show to really start doing that. Uh, Walking show? Dead. No. What? Who did it before? No, Walking Dead was definitely week to week. No, well, like remember, TV. remember they would drop like part one of season six, and then they drop part. Two, then they have like the mid season hiatus or mid season no, break. No, 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 the mid season hiatus. That is that is as old as fucking dirt. That, really, that, that is old as shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> everybody, because everybody mm-hmm. went on a mid season hiatus. <laughs> everybody was forced to. There's there's nothing else to. I think uh, I'm not sure if it was contractually obligated, but I, I think it was just literally during the winter, like basically between December and like. There's like two, there's like almost like three kind of. Uh, there's between December and uh, I think January slash February. In fact, like is that like an industry thing or just yeah, like, it's an industry thing. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they would do like I, I think they would call it. I forget what they call it, but it's just like February sweeps or it would be something like that. I forget what month it was, March sweeps or whatever, where they would have like five, six episodes, whatever. And then they go on kind of like another little short break, and then finally for like that home stretch. Oh, fuck! If you're a struggling like boom mic guy. Yo, that month is the fucking worst. Because every year that month comes around, you're like, how am I going to pay rent this month? Well, hopefully fuck. they take care of you enough where you're not fucking You think they're, they're still paying them? The boom, my guys? They Well, they, they uh, I know. I assume if they're not working, they're probably not getting paid. But I assume they're taking care of them well enough when they are getting paid that it's like, all right, well, this isn't the end of the fucking world. It's like, uh, it's like uh, teachers, right? And now they're definitely not paying them enough, but no, yeah, uh, no, no. Teachers during the summer, all of them like start to selling <laughs> drugs to the kids or start stripping. Your oh, teachers Jesus like Christ. Mr. Johnson is like he's like yo, here's your food. Like I'll give you five stars. <laughs> so grub up. Yeah, we can't be laughing. That's that's fucking. I know, I know. They should pay uh, teachers they more. Should, yeah, they should definitely fucking pay teachers more. And and anybody who who's, you're working a if you work a full time job, you should. Uh, the very minimum be able to take care of the basic necessities of your life you should be able to pay if you're paying rent or your mortgage or whatever you should be able to do that afford your food have some money left over if you're working a full-time job. yeah if and and we're speaking here like we're not saying like you should be able to do it and if you're not fuck you you're terrible we're saying that like that's how it should be in america yeah like you shouldn't be working a full-time job and then another part-time job and still be struggling. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, but anyways, to, to, to get back to sort of the, the, the crux of the issue here. Uh, so, um, so let, let me do, this is uh miles McNutt who is a McNutt. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, who's an author, TV critic. Uh, he's a professor at old dominion. Um, uh, so he says uh, streaming services are going to need to convince users that one size does not fit all. Uh, if they're going to marry the needs of share uh, of shareholders, the nuances of their content, and the expectations of their users, uh, he, he goes on to say the something else. The fuck does I'll, that mean? Why do you I'll, use I'll those stupid words? <laughs> Dude, you can explain that in a simpler way. Sure, without uh, trying to sound smart. So, so basically, what he what he's essentially saying is that there there are a few different players in the game right now. Uh, there's the fans of the show, right, who, who watch or the viewers who, who tune in. And then there's uh, the people who make the show. And then there's like the shareholders of all these fucking, you know, streaming platforms or whatever. Right. So he's saying that, look, everybody's going to need to fucking get along here. OK, so we're going to develop a strategy and you're going to watch um, and you're uh, we have to do a good job at telling the viewer that they can't like they have to get used to like. All right, just because they're doing week to week over here doesn't mean that we're doing week to week. Maybe we'll drop all everything at once. I don't know. You just have to fucking rock with us, whatever the fuck we do, right? 
um, which I think is kind of stupid. I think I think that you know you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities if you just look at it from that perspective. Um, but uh, I respect the way he said that because there's a recognition that something needs to change. For anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of fucking time, what have I been saying for years now? Is that the release strategy? It has to change. So all of unless Kanye does it, fuck Kanye. Uh, 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 but the reason why I say the release strategy has to change is because Stranger Th- there could be no greater example than Stranger Things. Stranger Things, when it first came out, hottest show on earth. Everybody was talking about Stranger yeah, Things it because it was insane. it just brought up nostalgia galore. Everybody, it felt like something Spielberg would have done. It just it felt very uh, if it was like lightning in a bottle, right? In its subsequent seasons, with each season that's come out, people give less and less fucks about Stranger Things. Now, one could argue that kind of about the story, that nobody just really gives a fuck about the story anymore. Um, but I've always maintained that it just it gets hot when it first comes out, and then it disappears because you have no reason to talk about it. Outside of when it actually drops and you binge it, there's no reason for me to think about or talk about Stranger Things. There's not. There's nothing that carries over. It's not that powerful of a cinematic whatever to have me be like, oh my god, and this neat thing that they did on Stranger. No, there's nothing like yeah. that, right? So it ha- to me, and I think they're just gonna split it up between like part one of the season and then part two of the season. But for me, I would drop something like Stranger Things week to week, so people can keep, so it can stay in the conversation week to week. Um, and I've maintained that for years now. Just um, like Kanye with Genius, week to week. I'm telling you, we're having the same conversation we had earlier. Yeah. You're talking about release strategies, yeah. pacing your releases week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, I'm just waiting on getting the call that, uh, yeah, Con- uh, Reigns uh, wrote off uh, to, to join Kanye's cult. To work on Donda three. Let's <laughs> let's all is get that, paid. Is that, is that what he's? Is, is that uh, I'm sure that's what fucking uh, uh, any of these sort of Jim Jones and his, uh, uh, what is it called uh, the the massacre. Listen, as long as it's easy <laughs> and these fabrics are nice, I'm sure I'll wear the uniform. That's how let's he learns. You, that's how he learns all you guys. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I need the new uh, collection. The, the, the too. promise of the new fabric, right? Um, uh, but. You release everything sort of um, if you release everything all at once, you stand less of a chance to week to week to stay in the conversation, which is why Netflix has to have so many fucking shows and and content for people because they simply have to use that to keep people's attention because they release everything at once. So it's like I'm going to binge it and then never speak of it again and probably never revisit it, you know. Um, yeah, I would never go back and watch Stranger, Stranger things. things. Like, what? Like, there would be literally no need to do that. Ever. Feels illegal because they're like <laughs> grown up now. So if you go back Why and watch old Stranger Things, I'm not quite sure. If you've seen illegal. it before, you go back and watch it. It's like FBI just kicks <laughs> in your door. And it's like, why are you watching this again? And you're like, yo, I just like the show. <laughs> um. Uh, and so uh, the last part to his statement here. Now this is the part that kind of. It was really interesting to me. He said, uh, and if anyone is going to win out in, the, in that battle, it's the shareholders, uh, which means users are going to need to either accept uh, what they're given or vote with their subscription dollars to create the change they want to see. Um, I thought that was a really curious statement because what he's basically saying there is, is that 
the shareholders are going to get whatever the fuck they want in terms of how they want things to be built out, and people are just going to have to accept that, or they're going to have to stop watching, essentially, um, and stop subscribing to these services. Uh, I think that's kind of, that's a really, like, archaic way of, like, looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's to think that we're going to let the shareholders guide how this goes, because at the end of the day, the shareholders aren't really the tastemakers. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, let me give you an example. So Netflix, uh, a while back, uh, they were talking about perhaps uh, messing with whether you could speed up shows or slow down shows, um, watching them at like two times speed or watching them at normal speed, whatever the case is. Um, and I think it was like pretty widely panned as like, no, nobody wants to fucking do that. I, a podcast, sure. Uh, uh, audiobook, sure. I gotta fucking speed up the Godfather. <laughs> that just seems yeah. silly to me. Um, uh, and I think they kind of either did, did away with it or maybe implemented it, but like only in certain places. I don't. I don't think they ever like actually like saw it through. So far as I know, they, I might be. I might be. You know, stand, stand corrected on that. Um, but that's something that I'm sure that they, like the shareholders or whoever, was like, hey, this would might be a great idea. Once they start testing it, it's just like, no, nah, this is a terrible idea. Nobody wants this, right? Yeah, that's the way you have to go with whenever you're putting out a product, right? Like you're, you're you, you, unless you believe your product is just that good, which in the midst of this sh- streaming wars, I don't think Netflix has that big of the pie because their the greatest show that they had on Netflix wasn't a Netflix show; it was The Office and a, and NBC definitely took that shit right back. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Netflix has the leg to stand on to just say, Hey, whatever we put out the content, you either like the way we put it out or you know, yeah. shut the fuck up. When you take away, um, but like licensed content, right. Those like classics that every, every streaming service had one of them, whether it's the, whether it was friends or the office or like Seinfeld or whatever, when you take away those and you focus only on like who's making the best original content, I feel like Netflix is the clear winner there. I, I don't. I'm not sure if that's true. I can't think of one Hulu original show that I've been like, yo, this is the one. I mean, him ain't so. Fuck him. I watched three episodes. I'll never watch anymore. Mm-hmm. Hammy's Tales is not better than like the Ozarks, right? Um, I think the only sh- know, the man. only network that might be able to compete at a high level is like HBO just because they're so like, they've been around forever though. They've got The Wire. They've got Game of Thrones. and But uh, again, like out, out, or outside of Outside of like, like, so what I'm trying to say is Netflix doesn't do original content that well to just say fuck everybody else. And I'm not even saying that they're even saying like, oh, well, we're just going with whatever the shareholders tell us. Um, but I'm saying that this strategy that he's talking about is kind of silly. Even when you look at Netflix, which is arguably, arguably the most well-known streamer. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think that they can just rely on, like they're not producing that good of content. To be like, we'll just do whatever the fuck we want to do and whatever the people want be damned. Two questions. Like Ozarks ain't that fucking good. Yeah, two questions. Shit, yeah. Which streaming service, like if you get a job at any one of them, and you could be like, uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of like content development or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You're the director of content development. Mm-hmm. Which network would it be? Like which streaming platform? Would it yeah, be streaming platform. Uh, easy, Apple TV. Apple? 100%. Okay. I mean, probably bigger budget. <laughs> I okay. can do literally whatever the fuck I nice, want. Nice. Now, 
if you had to pick only one streaming service to watch for the next 10 years, which one would it be? Probably HBO. HBO? Yeah. They okay. produce the, 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 like, they hit more than they miss, always. Okay. I like how your answers were different streaming services, and yeah. for clearly different reasons. Yeah. No, a- Apple TV, they haven't really done anything as of yet. I mean, they've... I mean, uh, C I, was great. I just talked I, I just talked about Swan Song, so that was good. Obviously, it's, it's a TV movie and not a show, but... Um, they produce okay content, but not good enough. But content you know, there's online. like there's so much more coming. I feel like you can just tell like Apple Maybe. has a lot of. Again, I thought C was great. Um, um, the morning show, and I after thinking about morning show, I, I don't know if that was good so much as it. Uh, the acting on it was really good. Yeah, and I think I don't th- I don't think it was that good of a show. Um, is it like you know Breaking Bad? Good, no. <laughs> but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. But if you're asking me about like like who's who's hitting on all cylinders here yeah. for like the next ten years, I'm gonna have to beg with HBO. They gave for, me Game of th- like the, yeah, like every every. Let's compare them to music, right? Their HBO is like the Jay Z, right? Whereas Apple TV might be. Uh, who's somebody on like a, a very Apple TV is like tier, like a Meek Logic Mel or something? Or something. <laughs> okay, <Logic. laughs> I mean, he's all of his albums went platinum. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, or or you know, somebody who's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But he ain't Jay Z. Mm. It's just let's that's just, fair. Let's make it. Let's make it obvious. That's here, fair. You know? Um. Uh. So uh, I I can't say Netflix because Netflix honestly. Outside of a couple of their shows, I don't know if I bang with their original content like that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To be honest, if I could work for any network, it would be Apple TV too. Yeah. I just feel like that'd probably be the most like you know, let's, let's push boundaries. Um, if I could, if I have to watch anyone, it would be Netflix. I just feel like they just have the most shit right now. They have a lot of good old shit. They're still coming out with new shit, and then they've got like all of the like the docu series. And like, really, I think where Netflix is still winning is comedy. No one's beating yeah, Netflix. Yeah, they, they still have a, 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 you know, and we're going to talk about that. I mean, it leads us right into the next thing, actually. Yeah. Um, but I feel like whoever has comedy, um, especially like original, like like Chappelle's and the, you know, the fucking Michael Che's and the Ali Wong's and whoever else is coming out with a big net special, always going to be on Netflix. Yeah. Until another network gets comedy or something bigger like a you think uh, a you think comedy steers things yeah i mean that's where netflix started netflix wanted to be like the king of comedy right like here's where you go for funny right hmm. um and until another streaming service gets i mean hbo right like they, they they have these like they used to be netflix when it came to uh having yeah i mean yeah eddie Mur- old eddie murphy and chris rock specials bigger and blacker blah 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 but as of late if you're a comedian yeah, you yeah. want netflix, netflix for sure yeah. for sure yeah, that's really interesting that you you think that 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 is sort of the the the, the center the focal point of yeah. you know who is crowned uh ch- you know champion of the streaming awards. Yeah, and I, I know that's it for me. Like I love comedy. Like it's probably comedy and just like um I would say comedy action movies and then like docu series yeah. are like probably the number one thing I go for. Not as much like a like TV shows. And as long as Netflix has comedy, like I'm always gonna go. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's cruise right into that conversation about uh, comedy to put a button on that um, the series release strategies. Look, very long story short, uh, I think you got to go where you're. If you if you wait to go to where your audience is at, 
you're going to find yourself irrelevant in a very short period of time. Yeah. Um, because it really is just about holding and maintaining the audience's attention. Uh, and if you find yourself doing sh- shit that you're like, I don't even fuck what the audience thinks. They'll like whatever I give them. Okay, well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see you at the unemployment line, and you know, <laughs> uh, in about five years or we so. Quibby, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we say all that to say, uh, we it was just announced last week that a streaming service actually announced, um, uh, some pretty big news, uh, concerning a one David Chappelle. Um, uh, it was announced that he will be doing, um, four more specials. Uh, four more. Uh, Netflix. Now, this is interesting uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, one, they're not technically his specials. He's just hosting the specials. So they're specials for other comics, but he's just, I guess, like introducing them. <laughs> um, but in my opinion, that's actually even more bold by Netflix, given, you know, everybody knows sort of the situation that uh, that is laid out with Chappelle. He's uh, in his last special, The, Clo- uh, the Closer. Uh, he, uh, a lot of people, or there are some people who deemed his comments as transphobic, uh, and he had a lot of issues with the uh, 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 transgender community thereafter. Um, and uh, and it, it is not the kitchen has not gotten cool. It's gotten only hotter in the kitchen <laughs> uh, for for Chappelle. But to me, that's what makes this move all the much more strange for Netflix because they did uh, Ted Sarotos or I think whoever the head up at. Uh, um, Netflix is he came out with a statement and said like hey they're sorry about how they handled this whole Dave Chappelle thing and yada yada and you know there's like walkouts of Netflix and you know people are protesting and all this other stuff but that makes this much more curious because it's like well you're not even you're not even getting Chappelle stand-ups you're getting him introducing other people so like you didn't even need he doesn't even need to do it, but you're kind of doing it. And the implication is as a uh, a very direct fuck you to anybody who is like, I'll quit. And you're like, hey, we're going to do these uh, specials. Uh, Chappelle doesn't need to be a part of it, but we're going to make him a part of it just out of his spite. You yeah, know, just listen, because we can. When DJ Khaled drops an album, <laughs> do I want to hear Khaled rap? No, I want to hear the, all the songs and all the features and who, what artists are going to be on it. I came for like just good music, right? So um, with these upcoming Netflix specials, right? Um, do I hope to see some of Chappelle? Sure. But like if, if what they're doing is like using the Chappelle name and the brand and like, you know, he as well as, and I think the produ- several producers who are going to be putting these things together. So it's... Um, it's going to be, uh, I was just reading, it was like Chappelle's uh, go-to Helmer, Stan Lathan, executive produced by Chappelle, Lathan Earthquake, Ricky Hughes, and Jermaine Smith. So those are all the people who are going to be like working on the production behind this thing, right? But as long as it's got Chappelle's name on it, it's going to bring in a crowd, it's going to bring in a draw. I'm hoping the Chappelle behind it is going to be like, hey, this is like really good quality, authentic comedy. And as long as I get that, I don't give a fuck. And I love the CEO's, um, uh, his comments here. So CEO Ted Sanderos. Um, in an interview, he um, it said, you know, I'll read the excerpt. Still, Sanderos backed the program as consistent with our comedy offering. It's consistent with Chappelle's comedy, uh, comedy brand. And this is one of those times when there's something that you're not going to like on Netflix in short, right? And I like that is like the most eloquent. Fuck you. I mean, I don't care. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, this is going to be one of those times in your life when you don't love everything on our network. Just like 
HBO has gone through this. Every network has gone through a time where there's like there's a show on there that's like stirring the pot or there's like a actor, actress or whatever it may be. Bill Murr on HBO. Not everybody liked that show, but, but they're not going to cancel that shit. Joe Rogan on Spotify. Not everyone likes Joe Rogan. They're not canceling it because there's a lot of people who love it. And those people who love it are going to stay for the thing. Um, so I, I appreciate them just being like, yo, like, you know, we understand that his comedy does, is not for everybody. We understand that some people are might be offended, but like there's a lot more people who want more of it. And we're going to give it to them. Yeah, uh, I, I think that that is kind of a short sighted way of looking at things now. I say that because uh, so Netflix is in a weird position where they do they just need to crank out new content and they need to go with whatever the hot hand is. And clearly, for better or for worse, uh, their hot hand is Dave Chappelle that uh, even before all this, you know, and he's he's had a situation with the transgender community for for, uh, what feels like forever now. Um, But even before all that, he was. He was hot in these streets, you know. Dave Chappelle's always been a hot commodity, um, at least post uh, Chappelle show, um, and so Netflix is essentially saying with this move, yeah, yeah, we just don't really give a fuck. We we just want to put out content that people want to watch, and, and clearly he's you know person. This isn't even these aren't even his specials, uh, but we're going to have him involved in order to to steal from his likeliness so that people can we can draw people in. The reason why that's short sighted though is because. He, uh, Netflix just like raised their prices for for the the streaming platform, and they're not really putting out original content at like good original content at that good of a pace to really be fucking with people, right? So I think the combination of all that, if you would have told me this like three four years ago, I'd have been like, no, nah, no, nah, they're they're fine, whatever, they'll they'll survive anything. But right now that they have other competition that's raising their game too, the, the fact that they have other, uh, not even just uh, uh, other streaming platforms, but just other content, period. You've got TikTok, you've got YouTube, you've got uh, uh, whatever other fucking thing out there that's stealing people's attention, right? So you, you have to work with all that, right? You have to maintain home base. And this type of move, that's a direct fuck you. Whether, whether you believe, whether, whether, you know, they're saying, you know, that they some people consider Dave Chappelle to be transphobic. Whether you believe he is or, or not, what's inarguable is that he's clearly got some issues as a transgender community, right? So it's like, well, you didn't, this wasn't, you didn't need to do this, but you did anyways. So it's just like, well, do you really want to do that? You really want to risk it right now? Yeah. Yo, I don't know. I'm looking at all the heat Netflix has coming this year, this year alone. I feel like Netflix is in a position to be like, yo, kind of like what Nike did with Colin Kaepernick, right? Where it's like, yo, we're, we're backing this guy. And we know, and, and granted, this is a very different situation, but Nike's like, we're backing this guy, right? And if we lose a million of you, if we lose two million of you, three, four million of you, fuck you. We don't need you because we the people who are going to stay and support us, they're the customers we want anyway. So Netflix is like, yo, if you don't like um, Dave Chappelle and his brand of comedy, you know, not they're not saying fuck you to like the you know the LGBTQ community. They're just saying like they they are. You know, even though I don't believe, I don't I don't believe that Dave Chappelle is transphobic. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't believe that. that. I don't believe right. the CEO is. No, I, well, right? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know no, who the fuck true. the CEO is. <laughs> I mean, I I know who he is, but I don't. I don't. I don't know where he fucking yeah. lies personally. Um, but I I, from I don't everything, think Netflix as a company is against trans 
No, and it would be pretty fucking stupid if they were. Like, you'd just be cutting out a, 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 a decent-sized portion of your audience for no for discernible no reason, reason yeah. other than you just want to be a dick. Um, uh, but so, but I'm not unaware of the effects of like he, he Dave Chappelle still hasn't made up with the transgender community, so it's not like things got cleared up and we're like, all right, or well, we're coming back with this backswing. It's like everything's still pretty fucking messy, and you're like, well, he doesn't need to be a part of this thing, but we're definitely going to make him a part of this thing. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that's a that's a weird move. Again, if, if if shit wasn't so hot in the kitchen right now with all the competition, and if they didn't just like, I just got a message today that said they're going to raise the price uh, of of Netflix. At what point do you, does a certain amount of your audience who's kind of on the, who was on the fence anyways of like, uh, maybe I should just go ahead and cancel that. See, seize this, and if this is an issue that they care about, it's just like, yeah, you're right. I, I don't have to be here, so I'm not going to be here. You sure. Know? I mean, uh, and, and I don't know the math, but like, let's say, you know, you raise the prices $2 per month, right? And then like you lose 2.5 million users. But like, how much do you stand to gain from retaining whatever users it's, did it's, at that higher rate? It, it, it's a numbers game at that point. But I guess what I'm saying is, is you're, you're, it feels like you're kind of adding to your stress a little bit there. And, and it's a gamble because... I'm saying you're banking on the fact that Dave Chappelle is a big enough draw that that how he's going to help you is going to be out way outweigh whatever the detractors might be from from you doing this. With yeah. Dave Chappelle. What I'm saying is with you with that in concert with you raising prices. I don't know. Is that going to help out as much as you think it's going to it's going to help out? You know? Yeah. Um. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, again, just like Kanye dropped it at the right time. They announced this at the right time. Right. Because they're like, oh, we're raising prices. Have you seen the Tinder Tinder Swindler? Have you seen that? Have you seen Inventing Anna? We got season four. Or is it season four of Stranger Things coming out? Yeah, season four. We've got more Chappelle coming. We've got But it's not Chappelle. It's <laughs> it'll be on stage saying We've hey, got here's this other person. Top Island coming or Top Boy. We've got more UK Love Island. No, I'm sorry, that was on Hulu. Anyway. <laughs> got him. <laughs> got, got me on that one. I was on a roll there. But I do feel like Netflix has enough to be able to, to be able to justify why users should stay with their network, and you know maybe the price raises justified. I'll, I'll be honest, but there's so much content. I'm looking at the the the, the shit for 2022. Yeah. Oh my god. Per- personally, for me, not just like whatever the top ten list is on on Netflix right now, but personally for me, the only shows that I I, I was really like looking forward to is Ozark and Stranger Things, so I can say I watched it. Not because I really have any genuine interest in it, but just because I'm like, all right, yeah, I watched you know season four of Stranger Things. But honestly, I, I don't really give a shit about the Stranger Things anymore. There's not really anything else I'm looking for in terms of like shows or movies. Both. I don't. I, whatever. Like, what movie are they coming out with? And I'm like, mm, I gotta really. I see mean, that. The Rock's Red Notice broke records. Then like don't Inventing give a shit Anna about broke that. those records. Don't give a shit about Inventing Anna. You've got Anna. fucking Ryan Reynolds. He's coming with the Adam Project. Then we've got a Red Notice Two is coming out. The only one might be uh, it might be Knives Out, but that's that's a couple years away from 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 the sequel. Knives Out Two is coming. Is that yeah, yeah two and three. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, The Witcher. Nope, no interest. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Have you seen, uh, did you see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, the new one? No. Yeah. Yeah. Scary? Um, scary that there were, like, adults 
who greenlit this project. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes me nervous that there are people out there who are like, this is a good decision when like we all know it's not. And it's like, those people might be the people like around your kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so to wrap this up with Chappelle, um, yeah, I, I personally don't believe that this was a great move on Netflix's part, It, but only time will tell. It was a good move or not. It's a gamble, nonetheless. R- regardless of how you feel, whether you like Chappelle, don't like Chappelle, yada yada. It's definitely a fucking gamble. Who knows if it pays off? Because it, they're not even. Once I think people find out that these aren't actual Dave Chappelle specials, I think that there's going to be a bit of. Ooh. No, Ooh. not really. I mean, like you when when you watched um, you know, Chris Rock uh presents Def Comedy Jam. Or I, Martin I, Lawrence. I also didn't watch that as well. <laughs> yeah. Or um uh, um a couple I think it was like a year ago, uh uh fucking Kevin Hart did the same thing. What what my argument is is that with Chappelle being Chappelle right now, mm-hmm. if you said that there are four more Chappelle specials, I'd be like, Okay, that's interesting and that that could move the needle a little bit. But if you're like Chappelle's going to be there to introduce these other people, yeah, I'm like why the fuck am I so here? Doesn't he have two of his own specials coming where he's doing stand up and then he's presenting, so. and then there's gonna be like two other comedy specials where he's just like producing? No, I, I, uh, and I and I could be made wrong about this. But, I could be uh, wrong, but I'm says, pretty sure he has. The streamer announced Friday the release of four more upcoming uh, comedy specials, executive produced and hosted by the controversial comic. The series of specials is dubbed Chappelle's Home Team, and each will feature a different comic introduced by Chappelle. So it okay. doesn't seem like it. Thought he was doing two more standalone, like stand-up specials himself. Yeah, Only a fuck here. Is it funny? Cool. Is Chappelle's name on it? No problem. Cool with me. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you. <laughs> Only like <laughs> you didn't know where you're going with that. You're <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just like I'm just, that's cool with me. Listen, I guarantee you. Only like, let's say Netflix loses fifty percent of the LGBT. pockets are going to be hurt not to say that like you know the, the trans community the lgbt you, community you genuinely sh- think that if they lost half the uh the, yeah, the only two percent of the u.s i think it's like i think it's like 2.7 percent of the u.s population identify yeah, yeah, yeah. as fair like, enough but we're talking about people who actually have netflix so it's a different sure know, sure I, I, I don't know different. how many users on netflix identify as um within the lgbtq community and and i'm, I'm not i'm not like well, against them so but like so, i guarantee you netflix has run the numbers and they're like announce it i mean it's a, to be fair that probably is true that they did some sort of analytics on this and were sure like, they've got all of our data the response that we might get and what what is a, a big enough hit that we could take that yeah we netflix was like yo like how much are we gonna lose zuckerberg yeah. walked in like not much we've got all of their zuckerberg. data <laughs> <laughs> facebook has all of it's our information so they know the metaverse yeah. Uh, anyways, whatever. Uh, we're 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 done with this conversation. Chappelle is going to be back in the fold, and there you go. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That's it for us, dude. Uh. We need to get the fuck out of here. It's almost. Well, it's 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 way past our bedtimes here. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you rocking with us. Thanks for hitting that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Share the show with anybody and everybody. We appreciate you. Uh. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Until then, ladies. 